People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? (laughs) (laughs) You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Jeepers, is it Thursday already, children's? I'm really not happy how uh, time flies. Well, time flies when you're having fun or when you're sitting through a a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay on a Thursday night or when you're staying up till 2 a.m. when you're up all night, almost all night. But at least I'm not back out on a baseball field already slaving over a hot, humidity-infused Citizens Bank Park. Seems like just a few hours ago I was up watching baseball, and now it's back on again in the afternoon. Well, we welcome everybody. It is Tony Bruno Show Live. Miss Robin is here. Luigi's sleeping in today, I think. He can't hang. People like, it's funny, when I'm on late-night Twitter watching sports and stuff, yeah. and I don't even know why I was watching that game last night. I kept flipping back and forth because it was a rain delay, and I, I've seen chasing signing Harper like 50 times, which is the documentary thing. Uh-huh. It's basically filler, rain-delayed theater stuff. And it's the story of the Phillies signing Bryce Harper, which they've played a lot this year because there have been a lot of rain delays. But it's not the way it used to be, and I will rip rain delays today on the show. I, I know it's not, it's, it's not climate change, it's weather. Climate change, by the way, for all you science majors out there, has nothing to do with rain delays. It's called summer thunderstorms. It's been happening since, what, two, three billion years ago? Billions and billions of years? Unfortunately, we don't have records that go back that far. But we have good movies and some really good museums that show dinosaurs roaming the earth. And apparently they're going to be back soon, the way things seem to be going (laughs) these days. Anyway, I digress. First, before we get to the baseball and the updates, actually, they just completed the first inning. Afternoon action. At Citizens Bank Park, and the Phillies have actually scored a run in the top of the first inning. Yeah, they had a bunch of guys on, and then they got a sack fly. Kingery gets a double to lead off the ball game. Scott Kingery, who's one of the few guys who hits on this team, 
And then, of course, uh, Bryce Harper with one out, sack fly, scores the run as they had men, or, men on first and third. Got one run in, one nothing Phillies after one against the Dodgers. Ross Stripling against that Aaron Nola dude in afternoon action. It's five games this afternoon, Robin. How many? Not, not four. Well, if you count the Phillies, four other games besides the Phillies game. Four. Exactly. And we'll keep an eye on all of them for you. San Diego and Miami are playing right now. Toronto and Boston. White Sox, Kansas City. And then at 3 o'clock, Tampa Bay and the New York Yankees play the game that, that got rained out last night. So that's the way it works. And by the way, before we start the program, you know what today is, Robin. It's not Taco Tuesday. No, it's not. You know what it is. And it happened last night. I told you I know we're going to play this later. So last night, after midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. So I'm watching the game, and I hear Tom McCarthy on the Phillies broadcast team uh, do a birthday shout-out to one member of the crew. And I figure, what the hell? I know Tom. I didn't even DM him. I should have DM'd him, but I just put it on regular Twitter feed. Hey, Tom, since you're, it's after midnight and you're doing birthday shout-outs, I'm paraphrasing my own tweet now because it's something along those lines. Can you give my mom... A birthday shout-out on her 95th birthday because it was after midnight, so it was technically July 18th as that game went to like 1.30 in the morning. Seven hours to get that game in last night. So Tom McCarthy then a couple of minutes later goes on live on NBC Sports Philadelphia and gives Mama Bruno this shout-out, which was awesome, actually. Let's go to the tape. John, you know whose birthday it is now? Now that we've reached Thursday? Nope. It's Tony Bruno's mom's birthday. You know, she's 95. Wow. Happy birthday to Angelina Bruno. Wow. God bless. How about that? And I want to thank Tom McCarthy. And a lot of people were on Twitter like, wow, your mom just got a birthday shout out. And then everybody started tweeting Tom McCarthy. <laughs> and he has his phone there. Because he's active. Yeah, it was a rain delay. And he... Well, no, the game was back on. So he's doing play-by-play, -play, and there's a lot of time between pitches. And since I know Tom, he's a good guy. I know a lot of people are all over him for whatever reason. Guy does a great job. But wait. Wait, I have more? an update. You have an update on my mother's update. birthday? Not on your mother's oh. birthday, but something <laughs> a little bit exciting for me. So last night, so as we know, as you all know, Tony loves giving out the bump bumpty bumps, especially to moi, Miss Robin. Of course. It's, a, it's I, a tradition unlike any other. And I, um, for the last several days, I have gotten some very early and often. Last night on Luigi's show, Funkin' Fantasy, yeah. Joe got... Joe Quills? Joe Quills got his bump bumpty bump in the first, like, two seconds. So I came rushing down here when I heard that. I'm like, oh, my God, did he break my record? Did he get it faster than me? But... We have to give a shout-out or a, a bump 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 to one of our listeners who? who, within the first couple of seconds, got should have gotten a bump 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 Briny Baird. Yes, a, Pat and Indy, who we better known as. But he, he pays tribute to Briny Baird, one of the all-time right. greatest golfers with the all-time greatest names, who's not very active lately. He, so he was on this morning, and he says... Uh, on the text board, he says, what, no, no audio? What's up with the audio? And then... A text later, he says, oh, I guess I should turn the volume on. So I can hate we to give do it him to you, one? Pat. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this is about fairness. This is an, this just shows about equality. More than any other entity out there on earth, nothing shows equality more than this show. 
All you got to do is listen and you hear it. So my mom's birthday, 95 today, Robin. Can you believe that? That's I, what the temperature is right now, too. Is that <laughs> ironic? <laughs> In honor of Angelina Bruno's birthday, we are going to put the temperature at the We ratcheted it right. up today. We got our climatologists at the Franklin Institute here in Philadelphia to make sure the temperature was exactly 95 today. And also, the humidity is 95. How does that happen? That's a hell of a, that's a, hell of a coincidence, is it not? <laughs> hey, Tony, can you turn up my uh, headset volume a little bit? Absolutely, Luigi, Dad. Luigi always fiddles with everything. I know. He comes in there and breaks stuff. And then he doesn't turn it back to where it's supposed to be. It's ridiculous, man. But anyway... So that was uh, that was fun last night watching the game and then having your so then Greg Murphy, who was the roving reporter right. and another good friend. I've known Murph for a long time before he was doing the Phillies games. Oh, absolutely, he was at CSN doing updates, and so we used to hang out at Bottos over in Swedesboro. Yeah, remember we'd go over to oh, Bottos yeah. and then Murph would come over after the Phillies games and have a couple of pops over there in Swedesboro. So we've known Murph for a long, long time. Great guy. Yes. So there was another moment in the game last night, which was awesome. And the city of Philadelphia gets ripped, a lot of times deservedly so. And it was in the fifth inning of the game. After they came back from the rain delay, they got to, we were only in the fourth inning. So what happens? He goes, and there's a foul ball hit. And when this city gets ripped everywhere, and if somebody does something stupid, I'm the first guy to jump on board to rip those people. But last night, you want to talk about kids with good parents First of all, the kids were with their parents, and they were like babies out there at 1 o'clock in the morning falling asleep in the stands because you take your kids to a game. You know, they're, they're like infants. When I say infants, they're like probably one- and two-year-old right. kids. because they, they don't have to go to school the Yeah, next and they get conked out, and they sleep in the game. There were adults that sleep at the game, too. There were people in the press box sleeping at the game <laughs> last <laughs> night. They it. actually did. They showed a shot of one, one of the media guys who was sleeping. Hey, you know, you take a nap for a little while. It's ridiculous. I didn't even again. fall asleep during the game, and I had to get up to get ready for the show. It's ridiculous. So anyway, foul ball down the first baseline, and this is Tom McCarthy with the call last night. This was a great moment in the game last night. You notice none of it involves the actual baseball game. It involves something that happened in and around the baseball game. Let's go to the tape. Down the right field line. It'll run out of play. Nice. Well, that was nice of him. That is very nice of that young man. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we can go home now. Yeah, we've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the one kid catches the ball. He's a bigger kid than the other kid, probably around the same age, but he's a little bigger. And he catches the ball, and then the kid comes running up to him, and he hands him the ball. It's so awesome. And then sits down with his mom, and the kid who gets the ball sits down with his mom. So Greg Murphy, the roving reporter, sees this. And, every, and now it's all over the place. And I'm glad they're running this video because it just shows you not everybody in Philadelphia is an asshole. Now, there are a lot of assholes. Don't get me wrong. I'm surrounded by assholes. But I know how to deal with them. But in the meantime, the Dodgers, Matt Beattie, has just hit a solo home run in the top of the second inning. And all of a sudden, the Dodgers, with one swing of the bat, have tied the ball game 1-1, whoever Matt Beattie is. Wasn't he an actor? Wasn't he in Deliverance? Oh, no, that was Ned Beatty. Ned, I'm sorry, yeah. Ned Beatty. Or Beatty. Whatever it is, he just hit a solo home run. It's 1-1. We'll keep an eye on that. So, anyway, Murph, you know, it's a long night. 
people yeah. have been sitting there for seven hours through a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Then Murph goes down there and brings a bunch of baseballs with That's it. That's awesome. So then he gives it to the kid who didn't have the ball, mm-hmm. the kid who handed the ball over to the other kid. Right. And then those kids were having fun. They were doing that dumb dance, whatever that's called. With They were having fun. You know, it was a boring game. The Phillies had no hits late in the game. There was a no-hitter going on late in the game and deep into the night. So what happens? <laughs> and by the way, it's uh, War Pals. It's his 35th birthday today. And he's been listening to me since puberty, which I believe was, what, 10 years ago? 35. What's puberty now? 12, 11? Yes. Exactly. So happy birthday to every a lot of birthdays this week. You notice that? Yeah, there I are. I mean, people are born every day, but it seems like July, the middle of July. So My that means son? that means that means when were you active to produce a child in July? What month would the the, uh, the incubation? That's October. So you were banging during the October, right? As football season's just getting started. Fall's coming. I should coming. know this because yeah. my son is born in July. So exactly. July fifteenth. Like my oh two God. sons were born in August. So that means I must have been active in November, November right? November, yeah. So both boys were born in August with birthdays coming up, but my daughter was born in December. Mm-hmm. And you have December, and there's a lot of December birthdays too. Right, my daughter's January, January 19th. Yeah, but, but so same, same side. But kind you're of in December. You, yep. pe- many of your friends, people you know, friends know. of ours, are all in December, right before Christmas. My daughter's in December, early in December, and they're the ones who usually get screwed out of Christmas gifts and only get the one gift instead of the two. But I digress. Sort of like me. When I get my birthday and Father's Day a couple of days apart every single year. Yeah, so four, I get shafted. There's no doubt about so it. So four pal J's birthday today, 35. And then uh, CSMC 29EF says my 42nd birthday is tomorrow. And he's getting shit-faced all weekend. Yeah, congratulations. Let me give him a roaring <laughs> round of applause for that. When a man can admit that he's going to get shit-faced. One-dimensional 007 says my pubes <laughs> are finally coming in. I'm a man. I'm 40. Do we still have that drop? It's somewhere in there. I know Luigi has it in here. I got to find it. <laughs> Luigi has 10 pages of drops. I know. It's and crazy. I have to go through them all. He's got more drops than I do. Well, he I doesn't. have all the da- all of his drops are now downloaded onto your iTunes. You just need to spend the time to put them on your tablet. I, I know. When I did yesterday, I started breaking down Frank Rizzo. Oh, the Dodgers have hit another home run. Kiki Hernandez. Now for those, and all of a sudden it is a two-one Dodger lead in the top of the second inning against Aaron Nola, giving up a couple of bombs at Citizens Bank Park. So anyway, Murph, uh, Murph goes down and gives out the baseballs. I want to quickly say something about the Phillies-Dodgers game because yes. for many people are like, where the heck is the it's game? It's on YouTube. I can't buy. It is on YouTube only. It is exactly. It's one on of those YouTube. regular because they have a deal with Major League Baseball, but I'm, I'm following it for you. Yes. So you can go on PornTube and watch what you normally watch <laughs> during the show, and I will keep an eye on the Phillies game because I'm looking straight at it because I have the ability to focus on multiple things, as you've noticed, on this show. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, it's 2 nothing, 2-1 now, Dodgers playing the long. And you know, chicks dig the long ball in the humidity. So anyway, back to Murph. So anyway, so can I finish the Murphy story, please? Wait, 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 Can wait. I finish this so I don't get accused of going into all different directions? Yes, you may, except for the fact that this requires another bump, 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 and what? it's updated, and it's right this second. Warpal goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm actually 36, not 37. Jesus, you know you're getting old when you can't remember how old you are. Wow. <laughs> And it's only like quarter after one in the afternoon. Now, people, it's obviously earlier in L.A., 
This game in L.A. started at 9.30 in the morning, this Dodger-Philly game. So back to, back to Murph and Murph. So Murph's giving the baseballs yes. out. And then I jokingly, because I got the shout-out from Tom McCarthy for yes. my mom's birthday, I said, hey, Murph, while you're down there, my mom just said, hey, she'd like a baseball, too, for her 95th <laughs> birthday. Can you, can you help me out? And then he gets back to me because he had, I think he'd already pretty much left yeah. at that point because he had to leave. So he wasn't in the stands anymore. So he got back to me and he says, yeah, I, could, I, I think I could do that. And then people thought I was serious. It was a joke because Merv, because Tom McCarthy gave my mom the birthday shout out. And then I asked her, she, of course, she was up at 1.30 in the morning asking for a ball when she saw the kids handing each other baseballs and Although- Greg Murphy handing them out. Knowing your mom, she probably was up watching the game, and she probably would be really excited about a ball. <laughs> because Angelina loves her some Phillies. Yeah, she does. She's a big. She can sit through a seven-hour Philly game, even Absolutely. at eight, even at nine, eight, 95 years. Young. I didn't play this for my mom right now. It's a classic song, Robin. We have songs for everything. We got to play this Louis Prima classic. Here we go. Remember this. I eat Aunt the pasta twice just because she is so nice, Angelina. Louis Prima, baby. I keep soup and minestrone just to be with her alone, Angelina. Angelina. Happy birthday, Mom. Angelina, waitress at the pizzeria. Tivoli bene. It means I, I like you. Angelina, I adore you. Yes. Not Primavera, no. Louis Prima. You have set my heart on fire. But Angelina never listens to my song. That's all right, she doesn't listen to my shows either. Jackson. Haven't heard this one, but it has a beat I can dance to. <laughs> it's a little, I think it's a little Italian. Just a skosh. And I'll join in matrimony with the girl who serves Pamoni, and Angelina will be mine. That's awesome. Happy birthday, Angelina. Are you going to fade it out now, Robin? Yes, I am. My mom's only going to be 95 one time, and you're ready to to basically ditch my mom here in the song named after her? You're going to play the entire thing. What have I told you? It's a short number here. What have I told you about the entire thing? I don't care. This is my mom's 95th birthday. Uh, screw YouTube, screw Facebook, screw Zuckerberg, screw Jack at Twitter, screw all these bastards. This is where they got Zumba from. Zumba, Zumba. Zumba, the mama me and the mama daddy. Because <laughs> he's in a roll now, Robin. Can't stop Louie. Wow, this just really changed, didn't it? Bacala. You know what bacala is, right, Robin? Yes, I do, actually. What is it, Robin? It is dried cod that has been re- re-moistened. It's salted cod that you hang in the basement when right. you catch the codfish. That's what they did back before refrigeration. People would get the fish, they'd hang it in the basement, 
Now they now you sleep with the fishes now if you're attacked. Okay, D. Conrad Vegas. That's sacrilege even saying that. He right. writes, I'm hungry for some Chef Boyardee now. <laughs> it's Medigan. It's a Medigan. It's Medigan. Even buy, I know this. He buys uh, He buys probably the little, uh, what are the little circle things that people buy in the can, Chef? It's not Chef Boyardee, is it? Ron, I think that's... Yeah, what are they the called? Chef Boyardee, the little round pastas, circle pasta. O's, O's. SpaghettiOs. 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 Was that Chef Boyardee? Remember, everybody yeah. in college when I was a kid, Ugh. except I never ate canned Italian food. And you, some, eat, you eat canned pasta, tastes like tin. And not only that, but I mean, some Nasty. Of, I, I knew people that would eat it cold. Ugh. 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 That's what happens when you're high and broke. It's Although just... now I'm sure those little cans of SpaghettiOs cost like three bucks. Ugh. It is absolute garbage, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it absolute. is. Absolute. It's Franco-American. Franco-American. But I think... Uh, What's the other one we were just talking about? Chef Boyardee Boy made crappy stuff, too, in a can. Oh, yeah. I don't want to leave anybody out. Chef Boyardee had the little uh, raviolis in a can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Now, of course, if you're in a doomsday bunker and you have some of that stuff, you got to have it. Like on, on Walking Dead, they always have canned. You know, they always find canned goods. Yeah. Because canned goods could survive a zombie apocalypse. Then you open it up. You know, you find something, you open it up with, it, and then you eat it. You would die. You would die. In no, I wouldn't. I would eat. I would eat canned stuff, not spam though. I would die before I'd eat spam. <laughs> I wouldn't eat like canned tuna fish. Yeah, what, I what would do happen that. if there was? I only don't know. Tu- you only found tuna. What would you? What would you do? See, now the good thing about Tony Bruno though is that he would be able to grow shit. Like you would grow stuff. Oh yeah, I would have my. I would basically. I, I would have every. I would have the. I would be free range like this show is. But I would have groceries and all the other things. By the way, swinging a drive and that ball is out of here. Adam Hazley has just left the yard in the bottom of the second, and all of a sudden it's a 2-2 ball game at Citizens Bank Park on a beautiful day for baseball. 2-2, second inning, bottom of the second, and the ball's jumping out at CBP. Not with the... CBDs. No. Although you probably need CBD oils if you were at the game last night and got home at like 3 in the morning and then got up and went back to the ballpark for a noon 12.30 start. You're on something. But I got to re- – I got to uh, – I have to I have to. Dean brings up a good point here. Which, uh, he does? Yes. That's a, that's a first. I, I know it's unusual, <laughs> but he does bring up a good – he says, you won't eat Spam, but you'll eat Scrapple. Yes. Get the hell out of here. Now, I've seen the new Spam commercials. Have you seen it where they, they put it on a grill to yeah. make it look attractive? If I put it on a grill, you know, they're making, like, Spam sandwiches. So if uh-huh. you brown it, and Spam's been around forever. Does anybody Especially in my mail. My mailbox is loaded with Spam. I'm telling you that right now. If I could I could live forever just on the Spam shit that I get every day in the uh, in the email. Does anybody eat Spam cold? I don't know, Robert. God, I hope not. Oh, uh, now, I would probably, if I were in a doomsday situation, and the apocalypse is coming in the next 10 years, apparently, and I had Spam... I don't even have a can of, can of Spam in our no. bodega, and I no. should. But Every- we have everything in there. We got beans. Now, I would eat like a can of beans, like black beans, cold. Again, remember, of course, I'd make a little fire, and then I'd put it over. And I'd- Now, I've had – I when when I was camping once, uh, we, we had a big old potluck kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I had some grilled Spam, unbeknownst that I was eating Spam, and it was – it tasted really good. Yeah, I'm sure it's and not bad. I, I, I have to grill it, though. I'm not of... eating it cold. Yeah, no, no, it was I'm grilled. not slicing it up. Because doesn't it have all that gelatinous shit all over yeah, it? Yeah, but when you grill it, it disappears. It melts off. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you got to put that. You got to grill that stuff. F go Mike. Just subscribe. Thank that's you. That's so Fargo much. Mike, Robin. I know, but now he's going by F go Mike. Well, that's with Fargo. It's short for Fargo. Okay. What's the matter with you, Robin? Fargo Mike. Dark Knight 63 says, I eat it cold, make a uh, sandwich, and put some mayonnaise. That was what no, Robin no, would do. No, She'd no, put no, mayonnaise no. on it. Yeah, but I don't think even mayonnaise would help the gel- gelatinous. No, nah, you got to get that stuff that. off. It's like when you open canned ham. You ever see canned yeah, ham uh, and it's got all that gel all around and it? And when, you, when it uh, comes out, it goes. Uh, <laughs> that's what it sounds People are like. eating lunch, Robin. <laughs> People are eating lunch right now. You are welcome. <laughs> so it's easy to take this show off the rails. You're just noticing that, David? We're, we're spanning the copa to spanning the gamut, spanning whatever you need to spam. Stevie V does bring uh, Hawaii is oh huge yeah they're on huge spam. huge on spam they, but they also eat the purple stuff what's that stuff called again the 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 root that they mash up and then it becomes like it looks like play doh literally it looks I don't like play doh and uh well oh now I can't think of it I had it, it Fargo was Mike's is two an, two year two month anniversary he's not just a new subscriber what's well, the matter with you it just showed that he subscribed it came up and it went, popped up on our screen okay. well thank you very so much thank you for Fargo subscribing. Mike. Again, how's that? Beautiful. Beautiful. He subscribed to Tier 1. They subscribed for two months, currently on a two-month streak. That's what we like. We like to see some consistency here. Absolutely. Not just on this show, but from the audience as well. And because don't the Phillies can't win two in a row, so somebody's got to have a streak around here. Don't forget to share the show every <laughs> single day. Um, and don't worry about your uh, people that are following you or anything getting tired of it because it goes on their scrolls. So they, exactly. don't, they don't see it all the time. Exactly right. Ube? Ube. Duncan Dan said, Miss Robin, Ube. Ube. I don't know what Ube is. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. No. Any, oh, Ubi is the name of the Hawaiian. Yeah, I think uh, that's the root, but they make something. Poi. 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 That's what it is. Poi. Poi. It's made from the It's ube the purple root. root. Yes. And it's called poi. The purple so root is ube, ube which is the and plant. And they make poi out exactly. of ube. Speaking of ube, last night, of course, was, uh, and I, I think, I know, I know, listen, I know Star Wars is huge still. I mean, Disney just built these gigantic complexes and they're amazing. Yes. Star Wars, because they bought the rights, obviously, and now Disney owns the Star Wars franchise. So they'll just put out a Star Wars movie every six months. But last night, in case you missed it, the force was not very strong at <laughs> Citizens Bank Park <laughs> last not. night. It was not. The force <laughs> deserted them. The Schwartz was strong, but not the force. And last night was a total fiasco, as I mentioned earlier, because we're keeping an eye on the live action now. And we love live action in the daytime, Robin. But last night, Obi-Wan actually was, they had two solo hits last night. It was a solo shot that actually gave him a run, two runs. But it wasn't, they didn't even have a home run. They had, there were being no hit. They had one hit going into the ninth inning after they fell behind 7-2 to two when their bullpen went in and absolutely took major, major, major hits from the Stormtroopers. Yes. Or whatever the hell they come in now. And the Dodgers just teed off. But the bullpen was savage. The 2-2 game, almost a three-hour rain delay. But there was entertainment last night. Not just my mother being uh, mentioned on the air for her 95th birthday. And I waited till after midnight for that, so it became officially Thursday, July 18th. That's good. That's good. But then during the game, during the rain delay, you know, they bring the tarp out which they do at every major sporting event. So what happens? 
The tarp's out. People are sitting in rain for two and a half hours. And is there any entertainment during rain delays for people at the ballpark? No. There's no entertainment. There used to be. On people watching on TV, they just show chasing and signing, uh, what's his name, Bryce Harper every single game and every single night. So what happens? A fan runs onto the field, which I don't encourage. But again, nobody's on the field. Nobody's being – this is in Chicago at Comiskey Park where a methed-up father and son run out and start beating up a first-base coach. This This was empty field, gigantic sea of tarp, white tarp all over the infield. And a guy runs out and does a slip-and-slide thing. We have the tape. Let's go to the tape last night. This is during the rain. John Clark, who was not at the airport at the time, he was at the ball game, got this video. And John Clark got the video of the man doing a slip and slide. And the guy makes a nice slide. Hold on a second. I have to go back for whatever reason it didn't play it from the beginning. The point is, the guy wasn't hurting anybody. He didn't charge the field. He didn't have a weapon. There was nobody on the field to do any damage to. So he does a slip and slide head first. And what happens? Of course the security had to go out there. The security had to go out there because they got to get the guy off the field. Right. But they, they, they jump the guy, they cuff him, and then they take him to jail where he spends the night. He's there with his family. And again, I don't, li- I don't encourage it. When a fan runs onto the field, like the guy in Philly years ago got tased by the security guard. Remember that? Yes. Don't tase me, bro. No, that, no that's, that's the, he what, didn't say that. No, but that's what started those memes. Don't tase me, bro. I, I know, exactly. And there was a front-page picture of the, uh, the security guard tasing the fan on the field, and it became international. Oh, Phillies, look at that. They tased their own people. They're, they're animals. So last night, I know they had to get him off the field. But it's not like the guy was doing anything that was hurting any. He wasn't going after a person or looking right. for an autograph. So what happens? He goes to jail. But what's interesting to note here, he went to jail for the night. His big family was there, mm-hmm. and his son. When well, he also got fined, like three thousand dollars. Yeah, three thousand dollars. Meanwhile, the Phillies let a stripper have her legs wide open behind home plate on TV, and all they did was throw singles at her. They encouraged that <laughs> Bhutan at Italian Heritage Night to sit there with her legs spread wide open for everybody at home to see. Did she get fined? No, she got more drinks brought to her. Now what's down in, in the damn Diamond Club, two seats behind home plate. And listen, I have no, no problem with women who want to spread their legs for all to see and put their legs in the air like they really don't care. But that does that gets rewarded. That kind of behavior gets another round of free drinks with her greaseball uncle out there, whoever that guy was between her and the other chick. Guy runs out, and we find out after the game that he is the dad. Uh, one of the kids who was there with his family, and the kid's name, the son, is named Xavier I gotta Johnson. J- Xavier Johnson is the son of the man. So it was a grown man who did the slip and slide. Right. And, it's, and, he, and he's, his son, Xavier, Xavier, says, he puts up a GoFundMe page. Which is up on your screen right says, now. Says, my dad was trying to do something memorable for me before I am deployed, shipped, deployed yeah. to Japan for two years. So he's going away in the United States Air Force for two years on July 27th. Does that give his dad a right to go do that? No. And his dad got the punishment. He got thrown out. They threw him in jail, for God's sake. They threw him in jail and fined him $3,000. All right? So now the family's out three grand. 
and they started a GoFundMe page, and people are contributing it. And so I don't have a problem with that. Yes. Not Xavier McDaniel, the X-Man. I know that. So if you go on to GoFundMe.com and do a search for Fine for Rushing the Field by Xavier Johnson. Uh, now, some people will not like this. I know, but I mean... I, I don't. Ha- here's why I don't have a problem with it, Robin. Do you have a problem with it? No, I don't, actually. I, but I, th- I think that... He still should have been fined. He still maybe should have been, but but. But why cuff the but guy? Why cuff the he guy? He wasn't resisting arrest. No, he, he wasn't chasing all these fat security guards around no. who couldn't secure a toilet seat in the men's room. He at wasn't With all due respect I, to you, security guards and I out there. I know that they have to do something so it doesn't encourage other people to continue doing something without their any. But it's not any like you know you see these clowns go out there and they run around right. and then all these security guards are chasing them and looking like fools and then the guy deeks them. You know, and chucks and jives and makes a move, and then everybody laughs at the security guards because they just proved that they can't secure one man to going on a field. So my point is, so I'm slide around a little bit. Who is he hurting? And by the way, the Phillies are providing no entertainment. Right. And I'll go back. So if you want to help this guy and his family get the three thousand, I'm going to throw in twenty dollars, and I'm not exactly uh, a millionaire. And and Duncan Dad agree he agrees can't condone the behavior but double standard if Lux Magic can sit spread eagle come on field Ex- that's my point yeah. that's my point she was on TV yeah doing all kinds of nasty shit now if I I pay to go to a club to see that kind of nasty right. shit I pay to go see that I'm sitting at home and I'm an adult male and I'm like that's a disgrace if my mom were watching that with me the other night and that woman did that she would say that's a disgrace. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a disgrace. That's, that, that's a, it's an outrage, basically. Well, I mean, here's. It's I, an outrage. Exactly. She we would say, uh, she would do the rosary if she saw that on TV watching a Phillies game. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can all agree that it would not be a good idea for, for this to become the norm where everybody just goes, oh, go, during a rain delay, we can just go out on the field and do whatever we want. No, I'm not encouraging that. Anybody who runs on the field should face a consequence. But I'm talking about last night's situation. And by the way, you know who used to do this all the time? You know what was on the field during this rainstorm? The players were all in the goddamn clubhouse playing Fortnite. All these tough, multi-millionaire baseball players didn't want to get their little hair wet didn't want to get their uniforms wet. They go run into the clubhouse. All the chumps in the dugout, all the chumps in the bullpens come running out so they don't get wet. And they all go run into the dugout, into the clubhouses, and they're eating and drinking and watching, playing porn, watching porn, playing video games. The fans are sitting there paying money to go watch this shit. And a guy goes out and runs on the tarp. Back in the day, Robin, and I'm talking about not that long ago, Bill Murray ran onto a field. You remember that? Let's go to some of my favorite moments. If you're going to have a rain delay and you're going to throw a tarp down, how about entertaining the people, okay? How about entertaining the paying customers who go out there every night and watch this crap product and sit through heat and humidity to pay the salaries of these babies who have to go in and hide during rain? Chump bastards. You give them lemons. Yeah. They make lemonade. What did they do with the? Look at this. That's the move. It was like the the world's largest dance contest broke out during the rain delay. (laughs) And they're up on the jumbotron and everybody's trying to outdo one another. Yes. 
And Carrie, that got us to thinking. I wanted to do a kid and play kick set, but you say no. Yeah, I only do that in private. Okay. No cameras can so, be. So, uh, got us to thinking about some of the best rain delays. Take yeah, how about Bill Murray? He literally ran onto the tarp during a rain delay at a minor league game in Charleston. Did they Bulldogs. arrest him? And that, I'm sure, made the whole crowd laugh. College kids know how to pass time, too. Clemson-Davidson game. Uh, there was no winner during the delay, but they ended up with... <laughs> wait, you like it. Why not? Bowling, time. curling. Do it all. It looks like a Revolutionary War redo. And then Josh Hamilton. Now, the night before, Kerry, he had four home runs. More important. So during the rain delay the next day, he was in a good mood. And that is him right there. A life-size slip and slide. I love that. I want to try that sometime. <laughs> how about some jousting? You want to try that? Uh, this is Maybe awesome. the most creative way to pass the time in this uh, 21 wow. game. Uh, Radford won the joust and the game. That got real. It got real, real. And, uh, of course, the Pirates are no strangers to rain delays. You remember this from earlier in the That's, season. By the way, one of my favorite videos. Look I, at he, Poor guy. It's crazy. Everyone ran to rescue him. I thought it was pretty funny. He looked like he was good. He, he was pulled out alive, and no one was hurt in the making of that video. So there you go. Just was on ESPN a couple years ago. But the greatest major league player of all time who understood that the game is about the fans was the catcher for the Baltimore Orioles, the great Rick Dempsey. Rick Dempsey was the MVP of the World Series in 1983 with the Baltimore Orioles. I know a lot of young Orioles fans don't, don't remember the Orioles actually being good, but they were good in the 80s. And Rick Dempsey understood that paying customers were watching a game. So he did so many great ones. And I'm surprised there aren't more of the videos available of this. But one of my favorite ones was when he and one of his other players went onto the field one night in the 70s and decided to entertain the fans with some rain delay action. Yo, let's watch this clip. It's awesome. Same time. Featuring a brief cameo by Sammy Stewart as Jim Palmer. Get it? A brief cameo. Oh, boy. Toward right, curling down toward the corner. They won't get it, and it might get out. It will. See you later. John hits an opposite field home run. There's Rick Dempsey. Sliding in the home in the water and the rain. Wearing a big fat thing under you. He's got the fat thing on he's got this belly i think when he uh whatever he had i think it was a balloon underneath yeah. so when he made the dive it popped exactly <laughs> that's good. called entertaining the fans yes. now i'm not saying that bryce harper needs to go actually maybe people want bryce harper to start doing some head first slides you know when he instead of striking out a lot but he's he, look, bryce harper's driving in runs it's not his fault that this team stinks but anyway earl weaver the baltimore orioles those guys got it josh hamilton not that long ago you saw that video the head first slide and by the way, it's not like it's cold out. Right. It's not like it's cold out and you're and you're asking people to go out in the rain. There wasn't lightning and thunder. It was rain. And as much as I hate rain when it's cold and damp out, when it's hot out, I don't care if it rains. I like getting wet. Players sliding. Wouldn't it have been fun to have players sliding on the tarp last night? I don't mean fans jumping into the into the th into the thing and coming out of the stands. But they're going to find that guy $3,000 yeah, for doing nothing dangerous. But, they, but players are afraid to be on the field now because they're wusses. They're chumps. Yeah. I, I think that they it was right that they went out there and get got him. So it doesn't encourage all sorts of people. But they shouldn't have fined him. They shouldn't have handcuffed him. No, you don't and cuff a guy. And he shouldn't have been in jail overnight. Cuffing a guy is ridiculous. We have criminals who don't get cuffed. 
We have criminals who commit crimes and are caught dead-handed and red-handed, and they don't get cuffed. Yeah. You got Jeffrey Epstein, the absolute slimeball, child molester guy who, who actually had bail refused this morning. He went to court. Believe it or not, I can't believe it. I thought they'd let him out on bail, go back to his island and bring some 14-year-olds there. That piece of scum wasn't even handcuffed when they arrested him, Robin. This is a guy facing multiple child molestation charges, and what did they do to him? Oh, would, you come, would you come with us, Mr. Epstein? Yeah, just follow us. Now, we're not, we're not going to rough you up. I mean, after all, you are a child rapist and child molester, but we're going to go easy with you. But a guy who slides on a tarp at a baseball game at midnight is a criminal. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous is right. There's no fun. That's why baseball is struggling. That's why they got to put all these stupid analytics and graphics and bullshit up there for just for, for the diehard nerds who watch this game. They're doing it for the nerds. They're not doing it for the regular fans who want to go out there and have a good time. And so I hope that people pay this guy. I don't like fans rushing the field, but this isn't rushing the field. You got to look at the situation in this case. And to me, I think that they should let this guy go. I, I guess uh, yeah, analytics told told uh, Gabe Kapler that the the fans should that the players should not get wet and jump on a sliding tarp during the game. And one thing I'll say about this Phillies team, they have a lot of guys without any passion. I mean, you watch Bryce Harper. Harper has some, but you watch Reese Hoskins. You watch Aaron Nola. These guys are like robots. They're like robots. I get it. They're great athletes. They don't have to go out there and do a tap dance for me, but show some emotion. And, I, and listen, I love watching these guys play. They're great players. But Reese Hoskins stands up there, and he strikes out looking, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I should walk back to the dugout now. Nobody's busting up clubhouses. Nobody's pissed off. The fans are pissed off. But the players, eh, so what? I just looked at a called third strike and didn't even swing the bat. No biggie. That's the problem with baseball. And it's a problem with a lot of sports. People don't want emotionless robots playing the game. No, they want. we want some personality. We want, we want some excitement. Exactly. Get angry. If I'm doing, when I suck, I get angry. When I do something wrong in the show or Robin does, I get angry. Gabe Kapler doesn't get angry. He said the other night, uh, what, you know, why don't you, somebody said, why don't you be more like Dallas Green and, you know, bust some stuff up in the clubhouse. He says, I'm no effing Dallas Green. No shit, Gabe. Gabe Kapler has zero more. Even when he got thrown out a couple of times. Yeah, he had a little. No, nah, but that's, that, you know, that's, I want the hat turned backwards, uh, Weaver, you know, the great managers, Earl Weaver getting into the umpire's face. I don't want any of this. Hey, you know, I'm just, uh, the analytics tell me I got to come out and argue this call right now. And uh, my team sucks and they're, they're lifeless and they're getting no emotion. But I got to make it look like, and I'm not saying Gabe Kapler doesn't care. But I'm saying the, this team is very, very robotic. Now, when they win a game on a walk-off, everybody does it. Little yeah. league kids, t-ball kids all go do it and dump the Gatorade and all the other crap. They can dump ice-cold Gatorade at the end of the game, but you can't slide on a tarp during a rain delay for three hours. No, I'm, you're 100% correct because the game itself has lost a lot of excitement, so to speak. It never really was a game of during the, 
Yeah, because so, the fans are sitting there and paying. Yeah. I'm looking out for the fans. I don't. The players make a lot of money. They, so they're it, great at what they do. But the fans are sitting out there every night in the humidity, and there have been a lot of rain showers, right. and it happens. Oh, we got thunder now. Dude. And now the game is going to be delayed again in a few moments. And oh. Riddle, <laughs> we, just had, we just had thunder here in South Philadelphia. We're not that. Oh, and you see what happened? Gene Segura heard it. So at the ballpark, which is not that far from our house, they must have heard that thunderclap too. I I have to show this. This is so sad. And Riddle, oh, our oh, one of our our male oh, ragdoll, the daddy, just heard the thunder, and we have a thundercat. He's frozen. I don't know if you can he see is. him. See he's him. on the steps. He is. His head is down, and he is frozen in place. Like he won't even look. Normally, if we say his name, he'll look at us. He he's so petrified right now that he froze in place on his way down to seek shelter. Poor baby, I'm gonna go get him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's fr- he is he's, he's absolutely he's frozen. Completely frozen in fear. He, he's like a, he's like a dog. He's one of the few cats. He's the only cat we have who's afraid of lightning. So we've got more thunderstorms rolling through the area. They're in the third inning, bottom of the third, and Phillies and Dodgers are tied at two-two, and obviously a storm is a coming. And our cat, Riddle, poor guy, he usually runs up and hides under a bed. Do we have everything well, battened down? F- Do we have all the... I uh, think he was trying, t- he was starting to come down here to go hide. And then the, the thunder hit and he just froze in place. He's just completely petrified. The, the screen is frozen. The American flags. And by the way, ups, big ups to the Phillies for putting up not only the regular American flag, but they have the Betsy Ross flag flying too. And I can't wait for somebody to go scale the uh, the flagpole at Citizens Bank Park and take that down. Dopes. Yeah, we're getting all kinds of afternoon storms moving through the area. We got to get the cat, though. Look, Robin just went and got Riddle. I don't know if you can see this on camera. He is shaking. I'm serious. It's amazing how animals can see and feel storms. Dogs more than cats. But they have the thunder vests for cats, too. In fact... See, like the other night, during that rain delay, that stripper left. The stripper chick, wouldn't it have been better if they had her come out on the field and slide on the tarp and have a wet T-shirt competition? Bring out the ladies who want to run out there and put on a good idea. Oh, poor guy. He is just slinking. He's trying to find the deepest, darkest place. Where is he now? He's down the hallway. He He didn't want it. This is too close to the window, I think, Yeah. for him. (sighs) <sighs> Poor guy. I got to play this song, though, Robin. It's a perfect song for a day like this. Speaking of thunder, remember this classic from back in the day. It's the great Thunderclap Newman. Something in the air, remember? Can you stick to air instruments only, please? <laughs> I can hit this night because Thunderclap Newman couldn't sing either. Can you can you air 
sing, Tony. <laughs> I can do lip sync. Now, if you don't remember this, you just don't understand and appreciate great music. See, he's a terrible singer, Robin, too, isn't he? Our, pre our screen is frozen. The baseball game is frozen on YouTube. Do we have a YouTube outage? Let's see if it's some, maybe my phone went out. We have got to get it together. We have got to get it together. Oh, this is the best part right here. Now I'm really going to get down on the Steinway, Robin. Steinway. <laughs> One dimensional 007. Someone get Bruno a neck brace. And Rebel Man 9311. It could be worse. He could sound like Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Someone called 911. Tony's having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really worrying people, Tony. No, I'm not. That was just a brilliant air piano right there. I played the entire riff of that song. Fargo Mike. Tony's channeling Ray Charles. Stop <laughs> anyway, giving him a hard time. Let me get you up to date on stuff now. I told you that we're in a YouTube blackout uh, situation right here no, in I the think the, So the lightning and thunder caused my phone to disrupt, which then knocked us off because And then knocked our cat it. to go hide. It's like a, it's, it's. <sighs> By the way, the uh, open is going on out in, uh, in Northern Ireland. And unfortunately for the Irishman, Rory McElroy, Robin, it got off to a horrible start early in the morning here on the East Coast. Rory McElroy and all you people who, Put bet the house on Rory McIlroy to win the British Open. You're tearing him. You're trashing him, not cashing him. Rory McIlroy, you want to talk about the term shit the bed. Rory McIlroy, Robin, shoots an opening round 79. Damn. How does he start out today? Quadruple bogey on the first hole. If you haven't seen it, his first tee shot went way left. And it hit a woman. And you know what it did when it hit that woman, that golf ball? What did it, it do? It actually broke the screen on her cell phone in her pocket. Because wow. he hits a drive. Yeah, and, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the, 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 the galleries over there, I don't know what they call them in uh, Northern Ireland. But they call them the, uh, whatever they call them, the lady got hit in this pocket. Luckily, she had that cell phone in there, and it stopped the golf ball. And boom, what happens? He quadruple bogeys the first hole. 
And then he picked, puts it back together for a little while, and then again at the end, the final three holes, he just basically did all right. Okay, we're back in business, But Tony. then in the last three holes, he shit the bed again, and then on the final hole, the 18th, triple bogey. That's not good, Rory. And I know probably Dean and all these other people figure, oh, Rory McIlroy, Irishman, going back to Ireland, Northern Ireland. You know, it's the Open. It hasn't been there in 68 years at this particular track in that part of Northern Ireland on the Northern Irish coast, eh? I don't even think he's going to get a complimentary bar of Irish Spring as a lovely parting gift. No, AJ in San Antonio said, somebody get Roy a quadruple shot of Irish whiskey. Wow, you know he's got to be. That's bogey times four, exactly. Now, now I, let me give you an update on the rest of the score. I would now. like to go out and test this because this is, I, I mentioned it yesterday during the crossover with Mays and Aton. Yes. But um, the legend goes that the reason there are 18, not 10, not 15, not whatever, 18 holes in golf is that the Irish or the, uh, the Scottish saying says that it takes 18 shots to go through a bottle of whiskey. Of Bushmills or any whiskey? Well, good scotch. You know, it's because that's where it was invented. So. Oh, is that why they call it scotch? <laughs> wow. You know, good question. Um, but I would like to test that theory. I would, I would 18. 18, 18 holes. Well, there's always a 19th hole, and that's where you really get slobber knocker it all up. You know what I'm saying? Does anybody know if it's really 18 shots in there? I don't know. I got We'll do a test later on. Anybody sitting at home listening to the show today is probably drinking heavily anyway, so at least you're home and you're safe. That's uh, all that matters. S-Falcon 39, so they do the 18 shots out on the golf course, and then they go to the 19th hole to get plastic. Exactly. That's, what the, <laughs> that's why it's called the 19th hole lounge everywhere. Yes. It's a, it's, it's the, there is no 19th like 18 hole. 18 shots of whiskey wouldn't have done it for you already? And the 19th hole is where you go after the round. Where you've been drinking beer all the day, and you go to the, uh, you make the turn, and then you go to the halfway house. No, not the one you probably would go to later on that day. But you stop, you get a hot dog, you get a beer, unless you're in a tournament and there's a beer cart. And now here's a throw to the plate, and Bryce Harper is scored, and now the Phillies take a 3-2 lead here in the bottom of the third inning. Afternoon baseball action. So J.T. Riamulto. Knocks in a run with a sacrifice, so the Phillies scoring with the sacrifice fly, and Bryce Harper scores, and he had a double. The guy gets a lot of doubles. I'm sure he does, too, but he's married. He'd probably have more doubles uh, if he weren't married. You know what I'm saying, Robin? You know what I'm talking about? Two chicks at the same time. Yeah, he's got great hair, too. Does Bryce Harper not have the best hair in baseball, Rob? He does have pretty good hair. He's got beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. Bad throw to the plate. And Bryce Harper scores easily. So it's 3-2. We'll keep an eye on the baseball. We got the picture back. In uh, And by the way, I got to get my buddy Marquise Johns on in the 3 o'clock hour, Robin. He is our new boxing aficionado. Oh, fantastic. I know that he was DMing you, right? Yes, I just DMed him. Uh, he's down in Tampa, and he's getting ready for the big fight this weekend. And the reason that he's down in that area, because he's covering the local guy. Who's play? Who's uh, fighting Manny Pacquiao on Saturday night? I'll, I'll, I'm replying to him. So I, I DM'd him and I said, "Hey, uh, you want to pop on today?" Because he's been talking to me about you know being a fight correspondent for us. And you know we lost our great fight correspondent, the great Carlos, out in the San Francisco I Bay know, Area. And we, he's hard to replace. Yes, we, it's taken us. And we have a long. lot of people who know boxing, but 
Marcus. I think he pronounces it Marquise, but I'll because I've never spoken with him. But he's been a fan. He, we go back and forth. I like his stuff. He does his own thing, and so he said, "Hey, I'm going to be in. I've been covering action down here in Florida, and you want to talk about the fight this weekend? So he'll he'll come join us in the three o'clock hour as we get an update on Senator Manny Pacquiao. I think Dean's been down to the gym too." in the Clearwater Beach area. So we'll have some boxing coming up. Training camp one week away from today, Robin. But I'm going to get back to the scoreboard here because i got a lot of things open on my screen here. I'm going to give an update on the uh, open now. Obviously, most of the guys are in. John Rom, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Rom. Can I call him Johnny? We're not really that close, but John Rom is on the course. He's now through 12. So he's sitting at five under. He's all alone atop the leaderboard right now through 12 holes. Shane Lowry, who shot a 67 today, four under was the lead for a while on the guys who got out earlier. And now John Rahm, who's on the course through 12, as I mentioned, he is five under par through 12. Shane Lowry in the clubhouse, 67, four under. J.B. Holmes, the first, <coughs> the first American. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, can you talk instead of worrying Sorry. about the damn cat? Sorry. I She's d- worried about a cat jumping on her lap, I and I'm over here dying. dying over here. Dying. I'm dying over here. What's the so, matter with you? So sorry. <sighs> so we have another cat I'm that's come to. Life, y'all me with this. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. I have been assassinated. I have been buried alive. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm choking to death, and Robin's going, patting on her lap, like, oh, come up here, kitty cat. Don't worry about Tony, who's, who's doing a live show, and as I laugh and have a cat come up on my lap, as I'm coughing up a lung, is a cough button on the Amazon wish list? <laughs> I'm not actually coughing. I, I didn't eat anything. I'm, I'm fine. Is it, is it, are, are you uh, congested again? Do you need to do one of those live sinus rinses? No, we're not going to do that. Let me get back to the You know what that, what is on, it's on the wish list. What? Because I, is that. A massage thing, massage, uh, no. No, it's one of those special type of sinus rinses. What's it called? The one that's a machine and then it just, it pumps the stuff through your nose, up and around and then pulls it back out again. Yes. That would be good to do in live radio. Yeah, sucks it out of you. It it, it pumps it in. First it pumps it in. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. And then it sucks it out. Pumps it in and sucks it out. No, it's there's a there's a no, neti pot. I have the bottle that you squeeze. Right. Neti pot's different. That's the one where you boil the water. But there's one that's called massage, I think, and it's a machine, and it has all the you know, saline solution in it already. So you just stick your nose, your nostrils in it, and one side pumps the saline solution up, and the other side sucks it back down into another chamber. That would be good radio, because oh, yeah. yeah, because they'd have it on TV on the commercials. I'm Tony, sure I can send you one if you don't mind using a slightly used one by my wife. Not yeah. Julian Assange, no. He's sucking the air somewhere in a, in a, in a, I don't know where the hell he is. So since, since we're talking about Nas, it. It's not nasal lavage. Yes. Sounds since, perverted, doesn't it? Yeah, I like that. I know her, actually. I think we, she was one of the strippers at the game the other night. Since we're talking about it, and for those of you who do not know, we do have an Amazon wish list, which you fans have been amazing at 
purchasing stuff for us that we have on there. Almost and it's all everything to help the show. 90, 90% of the stuff is on there that is show stuff. There are some other things. I don't that, even know what's on there. What do right. you, you put on personal things, Robin? Are you putting on like lipsticks and different kinds no, 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 of no, uh, no, 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 no. Personal um, devices. For the most part, it's it's all stuff that has been mentioned on the show for one reason or another. Like the other day, Luigi complained because he was sitting on those chairs, which are fantastic. But I guess when you're sitting on there for an entire three hours, mm-hmm. it's not so comfortable because you can't lean back. So um, because of the fact that we have limited space, we needed folding chairs. And so I put a, a good strong, sturdy folding chair that's high enough because this is not a regular chair height um, on there. I put the, um, the you know, I just put the, the travel cases for the fabulous new uh, headsets. That yes, that we'll AJ be using yes. at our first remote with the new headsets when we go to the <coughs> Jason Thompson Foundation right. event on August and, 1st. And so we have these beautiful new headsets that we want to, I want to make sure that they don't break, so I have cases for on there. So there's, so there's those types of things on there, and if somebody purchases it for us, then it shows that it's been purchased. Um, and if you scroll down to, uh, where did it go? So Tony mentioned, uh, you know, wanting to paint on the show. So I put an easel on there. Like it's some of it's really silly I, stuff. I need, to, I need to, I get because I used to have one of those Bob Ross sets with the right. easel, the brushes, and the all the colors. So if you would like to see me paint lovely trees and and fluffy clouds and puffy clouds, I can do that on a show one day. Exactly, and then and then like I have other little like I have the Nespresso Virtual Line coffee. You want people to buy us coffee? Well, because when we have when we have guests coming in studio, they sometimes ask for a cup of coffee, and I can't brew a whole pot. So these would be handy, and we're out all right. Enough the... about that. Let me get so, back to the wait, leaderboard. And then board. I'm just going to go down. I'm going to scroll down to where did it go? It's right in here somewhere. We when you did oh here it is here it is. So this was when you did your sinus rinse, and mm-hmm. people were telling us about this kind of irrigation system. It's called the Navage. Right, but it but it's an it's an entire. It looks kind of like a water pick. Yeah, machine. I know exactly. I see the commercials for it all the time. And so that's on there as well. So those are the that, types. See, of that's it. not a, that's not offensive. Like doing a sinus rinse where you squeeze the bottle in one nostril uh-huh. and it comes shooting out of the other. They do that on all these stupid practical jerk jerk shows. And uh, all these gross-out shows on TV. Dr. Pimple Popper. Right, yeah. we got all, I don't want to gross people out. But I want to show, if I can get one of those Navash things, we can do it on the air so it won't be messy. I won't get it all over. <laughs> well, and people can see. It's still pretty gross. But it works, and uh, Tony definitely needs one. Thank so, you. you know, those are, those are the types of things. Yeah, these are health are and there. beauty aids. Right. This is not like we're asking for makeup or I'm asking for more MAC makeup so I can take the gloss out of my hair when I was doing TV. So anyway, let me get back to the leaderboard, Robin. And that's on the Amazon wish list on our homepage under info. Beautiful. Voila. So I mentioned John Rahm. He's now uh, going to the 13th in the first round. He is five under par. Shane Lowry shot 67, four under. J.B. Holmes is also four under. He's through 15 now. Alexander Norin, A, three under. Webb Simpson. So you got a whole bunch of guys at three under. Most of those guys have already finished their first round. Sergio Garcia shot 68. So all the guys who shot 68 and are three under par, two shots off the lead right now, are Alexander Norin, Webb Simpson, Sergio Garcia, Dylan Frickbell is three under, Robert McIntyre, 
Kredach Afabararat. Say what? Ryan Fox. Any relation to Samantha Fox? Terrell Hatton. Tommy Fleetwood is also, uh, Tommy Fleetwood now is in a group at, no, he's three under also. I can't see with these glasses anymore. So Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kepka is three under. He shot 68. He's done for the day. Tony Finau is out there. He's through 15 now, and he is three under par. Jason Day is two under par. He's through 14, so he's still on the course. And I'm looking now. So Jason Day, I'm, I'm looking at the big names, certainly. Uh, Ricky Fowler is one under, and he finished 70 today. So 70 is one under par. Kevin Kisner, uh, I, I feel like Mike Francesa trying to do an update on the leaderboard, except I'm stuffed up. Rory Sabatini is one under. I'm trying to see where Tiger is on here, because Tiger's got to be done by now, right? Now Robin's got the cat. He's is a baby. He's not a baby. He's the biggest. He's, he's almost the size of a, of a tiger he's and a, a lion. Oh, my. Louis Oosthuizen. He's like a teddy bear, though. He's more like a big teddy bear. One under. With claws. Jordan Spieth is one under. He shot 70 today. He's done for the day. And Cameron Smith, 70 for the day. Rest of the guys on the course right now, Justin Rose is one under. Lee Westwood's one under. Dustin Johnson is one under through 14. Matt Kuchar. Through 12, he's one under. So you got a whole bunch of guys hanging in the pack here, close within striking range. Then let's go down and see where Tiger is. Because Tiger got off to a good start. I remember seeing it earlier this morning when I was sitting up all night. Bubba Watson, plus one for the day. He finished at 72, one over par. Paul Casey's one over par. Aaron Wise, one over par with a 72. Patrick Reed, plus one. On the course now through 14. This is not looking good. I don't see Tiger down there. R. Martin, 713. Bite your tongue, mister. Who, me? Yeah, no. Yeah, R. Martin, 713 goes, the Double Dragon Chinese restaurant is looking for your cat. Oh, that's, see, that's not. That's just absolutely wrong right now. Bite Jim Furyk, plus two. Luke List, plus, plus two. Brian Harmon. Wait a minute. I thought Brian was uh, starting a new job soon. I know. I didn't know he was that good in Brian golf. Harmon is plus two. Working just a couple of weeks ago at Cantina Laredo as the general manager. I know. And now on the leaderboard at plus through two through 14. Keegan Bradley. What a, a ja- Xander Shoffley is plus three. Zach Johnson is plus three. Bryson DeChambeau is plus three. Jimmy Walker, not Jimmy J.J. Walker. Gary Woodland, plus three. You know his name. And I'm still looking for Tiger. Where's, Ti- Where's Tiger? Somebody, somebody goes, uh, Tiger's getting a lap dance, meaning well, the cat. Oh, that yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's a different Tiger. I don't see Tiger on the leaderboard here. Oh, there he is. Tiger is tied for 44th. He is plus seven now through 14. Mm. I hate to do it to him, man. So he's just right ahead of uh, Rory McIlroy. Tiger's not done yet. He's through 14. He's plus seven for the day. As I mentioned, Rory McIlroy, who oh. shut the shut the shit the bed and with a 79, eight plus eight. Tiger's plus seven, and he's still on the course. 
And on the Phillies game, Phillies Dodgers game, uh, another home run for the Dodgers. Are we on a delay here? Is Facebook on a delay? Because I, I got it 3 2, top of the fourth. Nola, here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep to left field. That ball is gone. In the first row above the hedges, Enrique Hernandez with a two run bomb. And all of a sudden, the Dodgers now lead the floundering Phillies four to three. I would not be surprised, though, if different locations, different people have a slightly different. They're either slightly ahead or slightly behind. How can we be? So, how can we be behind? It's a, we're less than a half a mile away from the stadium here. But you know how internet. What the works. hell's going on with YouTube? That was a low pitch, and Hernandez went down there and got it and jacked it. He pulled that ball right into the left field seats, just over the wall and over the uh, over the shrubbery. And by the way, if you want to see the shrubbery. No, if you want to see the – what's the line in the strip clubs? If you, if you like the scenery, scenery, take out the greenery. Right. I was trying to get a shrubbery reference in there, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Well, if you – if you What in see, God's holy name are you blathering about? I'm talking about shrubbery and all that other about, stupid stuff. If you stuff. want to see behind the shrubbery, show us – no, that doesn't work no, either. No, the shrubbery is the, is the money. Yeah, yeah, it's not really working. Nice catch against the wall by Adam. Is that Adam Aisley on the next ball that was hit to the wall? You know what is working, though, Tony? What is? David Duval, by the way. i got to give you that story. Okay. David Duval, who's normally doing the commentary on Golf Channel, went out there and played in the British Open today. Yeah. You know what he did? He shot a plus 20, a 91 today. David Duval. Let's look at his scorecard. Let's see. He's got one... Two, three, four, five bogeys. One, two, double bogeys. That's not good. I believe David Duval will be sitting down with the Golf Channel guys probably by later on this afternoon, putting up a plus 20, a 91 today. How about that? <laughs> Dean, Dean got it. Dean figured it out. What? If you want to get in my shrubbery, you better put on a rubbery. <laughs> oh, well, see, that's good. That's a, let me give him. That's All a right. roaring pound See, when you're class. sitting around watching the New York Stock Exchange in the middle of the afternoon and listening to the show as we toil. <laughs> but he did. The amazing thing about uh, – you're absolutely right, Pat. Get in, D. Briny Baird. Duval started birdie, birdie. First two holes. Birdie on the first hole, three. Shot of three. Then par five, second hole, birdies it. Then par, par, and then he fell apart. He fell apart. Bogey. He had a 14 on the seventh hole. You know what happened? He had a 14 on the seventh hole, Robin, which is uh-huh. a par four. Yeah. You know why? Why? He hit somebody else's ball. Oh. He hit somebody else's ball on wow. 13. And they gave him a third. They gave him a 14. 10 over par on that hole. Actually, it was a par five. So nine over, nine extra strokes. As David Duval basically shits the literal bed in Northern Ireland. Remember when he and Tiger were the two guys? Duval yeah. was this jacked up guy. He'll be sitting with Johnny Walker at the 19th hole. Maybe some Bushmills. I believe by now, up there on the cold, windy, rainy coast of Northern Ireland, that there's a lot of Bushmills being slammed. 
Tiger Woods about to go in there looking for some lonely Irish lasses. Do they have uh, pancake houses over there, Waffle Houses, Perkins Pancake Houses? Um, you know Tiger's going to be working hard for the lovely lassies after this first no round No pancakes today. houses, but lots of haggis, haggis houses. There'll be a lot of haggis, yeah. Yeah. And bangers and mash, which I, I think that that's exactly what uh, Tiger should be looking for, some bangers and mash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, David Duvall, and I remember this in the early 2000s. It was David Duvall and Tiger Woods. And everybody, oh, Duvall, he's all jacked up. Look how strong he is. And then that guy faded into oblivion faster than John Daly at a Hooters on a bender without his golf cart. That's that, <laughs> That's good, John Daly on a bender at a Hooter, at the original Hooters in Clearwater. Now, speaking of good jobs, Tony, and <laughs> things that work, we don't do this often enough, but um, when we are not on Twitch Live immediately after the show... What happens? If the audio only gets loaded onto all of your favorite podcasting apps, and that is done through Spreaker. Spreaker? Spreaker. I didn't even... Uh. Now, Spreaker has its own app if you would like to listen to the audio only or if you want to listen to certain clips. Um, and it's easier to download these so that you have them even without internet. Go on to Spreaker.com, and it is the best podcasting platform, not only for people like us who are uh, creating content providers, you know, so content providers, mm -hmm. and for. Uh, listeners, and we love Spreaker. We love them. They are available on on your desktop, on iOS, and Android devices. And of course, if for whatever reason you prefer some other type of um, uh, podcasting app, whether it's TuneIn Radio or iTunes or whatever, uh, Spreaker automatically disseminates it to all of those as well. So thank you, Spreaker, for being our fantastic podcast host. Yes, they're awesome. By the way, Bob from Valley Forge chiming in. If you want to see some pink, you better buy me more than a drink. And for that, we give him a roaring round of applause. Now, Tony, I have a question for you. This is an update that I was, I was reading about this last night, and I'm curious. Now, you suffer yes. from SAD, which is the seasonal uh, something disorder. Seasonal... Seasonal... Uh... Uh, associative. Design. I don't know what it is. Exactly. It's when it starts getting dark earlier. When we right. change the clock and it's like 4.30 in the afternoon and it's dark out. Right now, uh, we, for the last two days, we've been having this issue as well. But it's not dark like at 4.30 in the afternoon dark. Unless there's a, you know, like a real bad thunderstorm and you see everything gets dark at one time. Mm -hmm. But that's only sporadic. That doesn't happen now for you hours. Have, you, you, suffer, you're, you suffer very heavily from it. Yes, I, mean, I it do. It really, really, really affects you. And we bought one of those sunlights for in your office so that you can, um, which does definitely help. Now, would you go so far as the singer, the Canadian singer Grimes, female, she, she's dating Tesla, uh, the, the what's-his-name Tesla dude. Um, uh, you know who I'm talking about. The guy about. who owns Tesla? Uh, the guy who owns Tesla. Elon Musk. Musk, thank yes. you. He, she's dating him. Um, she sent So a chick is dating Elon Musk, uh -huh. whose latest rocket, by the way, blew up on the launch pad the other day. Right. That SpaceX stuff. 
Well, she I'm just, glad I didn't book my trip on there and put up the $550,000 to go fly on, yeah, on Elon Musk's She just posted jet, something on Instagram about all the different things that she does, and she has, like, the special diet, and she does all this uh, mm-hmm. exercise stuff to keep in shape. And then she says... Does she, she smoke weed on the Joe Rogan podcast? So that's what I want to know. I have no idea. <laughs> she but has to. If you go on that show, you better smoke weed. This is what is causing the big contra... Or the, the big hoo-ha-ha all over social media. <laughs> she says that she eliminated all blue light from her vision through an experimental surgery that removed the top film of her eyeball what and replaced it with an orange ultraflex polymer that my friend and I made in the lab this past winter as a means to cure seasonal depression what yes she had an eye operation done? She yes. didn't have her eye taken out, right? No, 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 no. Which, well, that was actually kind of funny. Um, the Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. The new congressman <laughs> who has the eye patch <laughs> because that? he lost an eye in combat. <laughs> He he uh, he did a screenshot of this and of then the tweet from the, the woman tweet. who said she's going to have and her eye part of her eye taken she, out. She re- he retweeted it with a comment that says, "Trust me, it doesn't work." <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. But Tony, would you go so far? <laughs> no. Would you do this? I don't like anything in my eye. I don't. I wouldn't even put contacts in. The only time I had a contact is when I had the the cancer cancerous thing removed from my eye last year. Yeah. And they had they had to put an eye drop in. So that because they were afraid that if they were cutting the bottom of my eyelid, you know, the scalpel goes through and and, and touch my eyeball. So what they did is they put a drop in my eye and a great surgeon, by the way, over at Jefferson Hospital. Put it and it basically numbs your eyeball. And then he slipped a protective piece of uh, protective covering. Right. Well, it was a a, hard contact. It was a extra large contact lens, which covered covered the entire eye. eye and it was thicker than a normal contact lens. So I can't even put like a soft lens in. I'm very sensitive when it but comes to my eyes. So this is part so this of, is this is surgery on the eye. Yeah, this is so she had her own eyelid in effect, the top layer taken off, and a new one with an orange filter put in, so that the so everything looks a little bit happier for her constantly. So instead of having, especially during the darker months where everything looks a little bit gray. She had, in effect, one of those those Snapchat filters or a, or a Twitter filter, photo filter put on that constantly gives her the illusion that it's lighter outside. So why would you just buy a sad light that I have? Seasonal, what's it called now? Seasonal anxiety, anxiety disorder. Anxiety, that's what it is. It's Thank not you. medicine. I just turned, I have a light that Robin bought me years ago. And so when I sit in my office, now it's better because we have the skylight in there. Right. Which brings in natural light. Right. And so it looks like it's daylight all day. Yeah, it's kind because of, there's no window in that it's, thing. It's the sad is is a real thing. It is not in somebody's head, and they've done research after research. My mother suffers from it. I don't, but um, it is a clear sign because Tony did not have it when he was in California and was getting a lot of sunlight. Yeah, because I was out every day running my bike, uh, looking for chicks, trolling Venice Beach, looking for some hippie chicks well, that the, wanted to come back to the. To the, to the crib. What they are what they are saying is that the people people that suffer from it have a severe during those months have a severe shortage of vitamin K. Exactly. Um, your body's just not producing enough of it because you need sunlight to produce vitamin K or at least it's promoted. So anyway, this to me, it wouldn't actually do that because it's not going to help your body produce vitamin K. 
I mean, that's yeah. How important. is that going to make? You're right. It's about sunshine. Yeah. It's about getting sunlight. And and that, that's what causes seasonal anxiety disorder. Right. And the, that the darkness. light, that light that we purchased for you, is a UV light to give you, in effect, fake sunlight. It's like a grow light for plants. It, exactly. Totally. So did I just say totally? Yes, you did. Beautiful. And, you know, I don't. And, I don't need vitamin K because I get plenty of it. But you know what I do love, Robin. What do you love? I love me some vitamin C. Barco24, yes, I've been saying this, that we need daylight savings time year-round. We need to stay in this time zone year-round. Forget the summer, the winter where we where we fall back. Yes. I hate that. I don't think this is our hit song. This is one of our songs. Remember this one? But you know what her big hit was, right? Conrad Vegas. Dr. Robin, thank you. See, I, I know shit. It is. This 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 show's not just about stupid sports scores and golf scores and updates from baseball games. We talk science. We talk animals, mm-hmm. biology, meteorology, physiologically, yep. psychology. So just because this Grimes did it, listen to Dr. Robin. Don't go out and get your eyeball shaved so that you won't have sad anymore because it just according to dr robin it does not make sense and i'm backing it up with scientific deduction you know what i don't like about this uh spotify app robin what's that tony when you put in a song you would expect to get like the the most popular version of that song and instead they put up groups that you've never heard of I know. I, I don't go- understand that. Why don't they put, is this, you know, like Google searches. Google has the analytics to, to put things up at the top that they want you to see. I have it. We do have a new segment. What's it I called? agree. Uh, EKT 8750 says, Dr. Robin, I know shit. Perfect exactly. segment title. <laughs> I know shit. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Robin, medicine woman. Yeah, we need to play around with a Spotify app. It's an outrage. I got to rip Spotify, and it's not my style to be critical, especially of music apps. I but, wonder but why? Why do they do that? I wonder if you are because we haven't been on Spotify. We haven't been using it that often. Well, uh, they don't have every song. That's right. the problem. And we haven't been using it for very long, but I know that there's this sort of search algorithm that as you're on it longer, it helps you find the kinds of songs that you want to find more often. Like when I go to Amazon Music. I find a song right away. <laughs> Joe when I go on Spotify, it's like, what the hell's going on over there? Spotify. Joe Quills, Tony, put the artist with the title. That helps. I did. I wrote Vitamin C, Put a Smile on Your Face. That's her song, isn't it? Vitamin C's big hit was Put a Smile on Your Face. Put a smile on yes. your face. That one? Yeah. I pull up Vitamin C, and they give me all these other... B hits. They give me all the fringe stuff. I want the hits. Damn it. Are you finding it, Robin? Um, let me. F- I'm. I'm. See, th- I'm, it says songs. It's and ridiculous. Then... <clears throat> I agree, it is ridiculous. But that's an outrage. So I want all the people at Spotify. I hope you're listening. See, that's not it either. See the graduation song. Mm-hmm. You know, these are other songs, but. Harry Mays, at least, is on a better site. Twatify, I believe, which is a much better <laughs> site. Yes. <laughs> it is a favorite. Vitamin C. 
This is a terrible song. I guess like I guess this was a big graduation song for a lot of yes. kids. What year? Like five, ten years ago. How when did this come out, Robin? God, I don't know. I want unlimited access to every song ever recorded. Wonder what happened. I found. I found. I wonder smile. if vitamin C ever had any kind of vitamin deficiencies. Here it is, Tony. Yeah, yeah. This is this is her hit. Got a little reggae flavor. See, Miss Robin can find anything. I don't have time. I'm trying to talk. What you wanna know? What you wanna? I get all the essential vitamins and essential oils and ointments and suppositories that I need. 87.50. We used it at my graduation. Yeah, that's a huge graduation song. What you wanna do? I smile Right, wasn't this a big hit song, Robin? Everybody knows this song. Was that big during the Y2K bullshit, the uh, that graduation song by Vitamin C? Maybe. Sometimes, you know, you know how you say that there's, uh, you should have a way of of emptying the cash in your brain. Yes. I do believe that I have done that. In my brain or your but brain? But sometimes other stuff that I really kind of want to hang on to does go away as well. But there's a lot of things that I just like, ah, oh, I'm sure that it, like, song stuff. For whatever reason, that's cash that automatically just gets deleted from my brain. Whereas with you, it's My cash is automatically deleted from my checking account every month. <laughs> But I, 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 for whatever reason, don't hang on to music information, whereas you do. It is automatically downloaded on your hard drive. Damn right. I got it locked in. Mine is a floppy disk, and it went way gone. <laughs> um, 91 Sixer says, during Y2K, the song I Know I'm Not the Greatest Rapper by A Thousand Clowns was Tony's other favorite. Look it up. I don't think so. I didn't do, I didn't celebrate Y2K. I I did I went to a Y2K party, an actual think, party. Well, I'm shocked. Remember, Charlie Steiner was on the other yeah. day. They did that whole Y2K ESPN oh, Sports Center promo, which was hilarious. We, there was tons and tons of friends of ours. We all went over to somebody's house. I survived, too. It's amazing. I survived Y2K. I survived the Russian Cold War threats of nuclear war hiding under my desk. I survived the constitutional crisis a couple of weeks ago. I survived net neutrality from a year ago. I've survived... Al Gore's uh, global warming the earth is going to come to an end in is, the 70s. I've survived all this stuff, when Robin. When did they stop doing that for, for kids in elementary school? Or do they maybe still do it some, in some places here in the U.S. where they, they have kids, uh, there's like a, a bomb a siren that goes off and then you have to hide under your desk? Do they still do that at all? No, we did it in, in the 60s because that's when the Cold War was going on and there was a fear that the Russians were going to attack us. That was a regular... Now they have fire drills and nobody goes outside. As far Back as... Back then, there were bomb. There were, like, regularly scheduled... Yeah. As far as I know... Ways in, to make sure that you Europe, were ready. they are still doing that in most schools all over where the local city, that siren goes on, and you're still taught to go underneath the desk, which... For and no n- doubt that those, those desks back in the day... Really could survive Absolutely. a nuclear blast. Yeah. They yeah. could survive, yeah. They couldn't survive somebody dropping a bowling ball on it. I but know. we're going to survive a nuclear I mean, back, test. Back in the day, it was just, it was quote unquote, just a bomb. 
nuclear bomb. It's like, yeah, if it if you get hit with if if that gets dropped, nobody's going to survive anyway. So why even bother going underneath a desk? And back to vitamins for just a moment. Yes. The only vitamin that matters, and I provide it a lot, is vitamin D. Really, Robin? You don't get that one? I'm going to pass. Hey, Tony, um, <laughs> you sent me something, and I don't know if this was something that you wanted me to save for next Tuesday, but it is... Why would we save something till next Tuesday? Because Taco Tuesday. This oh, is the new, LeBron- yeah, the new LeBron. We'll hold it till okay, next week. That's, that's Actually, it. the original one's better, but LeBron dropped a new a Taco Tuesday thing in his house the other day. Well, we also had a fantastic taco song sent to us by Steve. Steve, I uh, forget, Stevie, I think it's Stevie V. Is it Stevie us, V? I believe so. Uh, I don't always associate, like, the emails come in with their real names, and I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what their handles are, but I think it was Stevie V, and he sent us a fantastic new Taco Tuesday, so I will make that into our new Tuesday open. Wait, I'll Dean says up. he sent me a naked autographed picture of Morgana, and I didn't post it. We were talking about because we can't post it on Twitch. What's the matter with you? Well, I can put it on yeah, Twitter. I can't, I can't do that. It uh, Twitch would Twitch would frown upon it. They frown upon those types of photographs. By the way, Aaron Nola just threw a baseball behind Max Monk. Not trying to hit him. It slipped out of his hand. It's now four three. The Dodgers. They got two men on first and third, and they are now in the top of the fifth inning. No rain yet. It looks like that dark cloud has passed. So apparently that whatever that thunderstorm thing was going, it's gone. It went it, it blew right by. So no it doesn't look like there's going to be a severe thunderstorm at least at the moment down there. Unless the Phillies give up a couple more runs here with a couple of men on base for the Dodgers. Hey Tony, shall we go to Florida? Let's go to Florida and get an update. Now we'll take some calls too and we'll uh, go down to Florida next hour because we'll get a boxing update. Yes. On the big fight this weekend, Manny Pacquiao. We will go to Florida twice. And Thurman, of course. In one show. Plus a new segment we're going to bring to you every day because there's no doubt it happens every day. Florida happens every day. Yes. Well, but the, the new segment is going to be called What's Racist Today? What's Racist Today? Oh, we have so much to choose from. Oh, I mean, it's a never-ending story. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie, by the way. Never Ending Story. Remember that? Never Ending Story. See, that's my kids. That was in my kids' wheelhouse. Yeah. That's my little brother's wheelhouse. Remember that movie? Didn't they do a sequel? I think so. But I don't think it was as well received as the very first one. Never Ending Story. Give me a little taste of that right now. See how, how this works, Robin? Yes. Yeah, this was a great song, too. No, it actually was not. Yes, it was. Come on. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Look at what you see. Is this in Stranger Things 3? Do they use this? It's all about the... This, Tony, this is why you would love Stranger Things. It, it, there's so many different things from the 80s that it keeps bringing up. It's all in your wheelhouse. I remember seeing this movie with my kids. I took my little brother to see it. No, Riddle is not afraid of our singing down here. No. He actually loves the singing. He loves the air instruments. Where did it go? Is he back up? No, he's still hiding. He's still in, the in hiding? He's in the farthest corner of the basement. 
TJ, uh, TJax New York says, do we have female members in the chat room? I hope they aren't offended by us. No, our, our great friend Brenda up in the uh, Berks County, Reading area. No, this was not Oingo Boingo. Boingo. I love me some Oingo Boingo. I'm a huge Oingo Boingo fan, but this was not Oingo Boingo. This was, uh, who was this, Tony? Lamai or something. Yeah. They they were kind of a one-hit one. Yeah, yeah, this is... Never-ending story. I may have to start watching Stranger Things, but... You need to. I saw the first episode. Okay. Now they're in a mall. We're and they're smoking a lot of cigarettes, but you see, they had them take out a lot of the smoking parts. I know in because, Netflix because it was offen- like they didn't want to encourage. Yeah, yeah because it. it's offensive. Just like they took out now that one show, Thirteen Reasons, on Netflix, which is about suicide. They had to edit that out because they were like pretty much glorifying suicide. Well, they took out the scene where she actually commits suicide, which. It's ridiculous, man. I think I'm gonna. I'm getting ready to cancel Netflix. I I was very I was very disturbed when I found out that they. They actually had a very, very graphic, disturbing scene of the lead character who committed who commits suicide, which is the whole. F- See, that's why I don't premise. watch it. And I, I don't want to watch depressing crap know, on television. If I want to watch depressing crap, I'll watch a Phillies game at midnight. You know, I mean, it's one thing. That's to, about as depressed as I want to be right now. It's Robin. one thing to talk about the subject of depression <laughs> and to really touch on it as a, as a topic and to get people talking about it, and so that it's not so taboo to talk about. But it's a whole other thing to show graphically. And then to kind of give people that are like trying to figure out how to end their life. Yeah, because kids I mean, aren't just, weak enough and they need yeah. more encouragement or more ways to tell their minds, hey, it's okay. Their things suck. You know, hey. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. And Vorpal J says uh, regarding women in the chat room, Miss Robin loves us. That's all that matters. Exactly, exactly right. right. But we do have a lot of women Just, that listen. Yeah, don't forget. And, uh, and number five will always love you as well. And here's the thing. Women who are strong women who have a sense of humor and who can think for themselves are not as easily offended. Which I'm counting myself as one. Thank you very much. That was totally a backhanded compliment for moi. Oh, thank you. Not, if, if you can't love yourself, <laughs> if you can't love yourself first, but it's true. Like love if, the one you're with. And, and actually, that goes for men, too, that are self-assured, that have a sense of humor, and that can think for themselves, because men oftentimes don't think for themselves either, but it goes both ways. Anybody that has those characteristics, they will not be as easily offended. By the way, I have breaking news, and it's not good, right? Uh-oh. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Two horses were killed today, died after colliding in an accident during training hours at Del Mar Racetrack in California. The accident occurred around 6.30 this morning Pacific time, so 9.30 here in the east, when Charger Bunch, an unraced two-year-old colt trained by Carla Gaines, threw rider Giovanni Franco and ran the wrong way down the track. Charger Bunch then collided with Carson Valley, 
an unraced three-year-old gelding trained by Bob Baffert, who was working in the opposite direction. So Del Mar telling ESPN earlier Thursday that the horses were euthanized shortly after the accident, but later clarified the horses were killed in the collision. Oh, that's that so is sad. sad. I mean, what, I mean, what are you going to do there? You got a, yeah. a horse draws a rider running one way, another yeah. horse is coming the other way. But there's a lot of room, though. I mean, I guess when a horse is out of control. Yeah, but it's kind of unusual for a horse. To not get out of another horse. Exactly. Way That's what I'm trying own. to visualize. I get it. They're running toward each other, but they see that there's another horse coming. So I don't know how. The- yeah. But anyway, the amazing thing about this is that Del Mar just opened yesterday. Again, after. No, that was that you were thinking of Santa Anita. Yeah, I know. But, but Santa Anita is a different track. Yes. So Santa Anita, no their meet was over a couple of weeks okay. ago. Del Mar opened their season yesterday, Wednesday, and obviously. After the Santa Anita season, yeah. 30 horses died at that track very, in Arcadia. And we've been to Santa Anita, been to Del Mar, beautiful tracks out there. And so the horse racing industry, obviously with the Santa Anita stuff, everybody's like, what the hell's going on? This is certainly not anything like what happened at Santa Anita. No. Santa Anita horses are just dropping dead. This is an unfortunate accident today. And Bob from Valley Forge wants to thank all the ladies on here for putting up with our shit, meaning everybody else is in the chat room. I'm assuming that's what you're saying. And then, um, where was it? Del, uh, D. Conrad Vegas says that the Del Mar Stables has 1,800 horses. Yeah, and I'm not bringing down the room. I'm giving you a breaking news story. This is what how it works here, Dean. This isn't just us sitting around and bullshitting for a couple of hours. If there's a breaking story, this is a big story. Well, speaking of breaking story and stuff being offensive, I was reading... We were talking about this this morning, that in California, uh, the city of Berkeley... Oh, no, we, no, it's Berserkly, Robin. Please, they should have been... Something. You know what they want to do? They change every name? Change your official name. And I love Berkeley, and I love Cal, and I have a lot of friends who went to Cal. Absolutely. My mother, my mother went to UC Berkeley for a while before she transferred over to Stanford. UC Berkeley used to be the bastion of... Free speech. Free speech. It was the birthplace of free speech. Yes. Now it's gone exactly 360. It's is it 180? I insane. always get that confused. It's 180, because that's the opposite. If it's exactly. 360, it's, it's a going, full circle. Well, basically, they're going around in circles. <laughs> they are so, so out of touch with the reality of the world. World, it is scary. Berkeley has now said that in their city uh, paperwork, all of their laws, all of their codes mm-hmm. need to be changed. Because those are the most important things affecting the people so of Berkeley, California. There is no, that it is not gender specific. For example, here's just one I'm sure. Oh, well, manholes. We saw that. Manholes like, can no longer be called manholes. They now have to be called maintenance holes. How about lady holes? I mean, it's just insane. Like, people, stop. Stop worrying about all this small shit that makes no difference, that nobody really is upset about unless people Could you imagine walking down the street and saying, oh, look, there's a manhole. Oh, no, what am I going to do? No, (laughs) humanity. Oh, you know what I say to all those people in Berkeley who sit around and come up with this kind of bullshit every day? Fuck them. Exactly. The fact that these people are proud of this. Oh, we can't call them a man. Well, give us there's some other things that they did. Plus, there's one other one that they came up with. Did you see that they don't want any natural gas being put into new places in Berkeley? 
And it's not because of earthquakes or anything like that. They think natural gas, while this country now produces more natural gas than any place on Earth, let's stop people from using a plentiful and now less expensive form of gas to heat our homes, to use use it in our stoves, Uh whatever. They are banning any more new single-family homes that are going to be built in Berkeley, California, from from installing gas lines into the house. And what is the alternative? Electric. Everything has to be totally electric. Which they have to purchase from other states. And which also is produced by coal power. It's not all solar and it's not all wind power. It's there are still coal burning and places water. that generate. Yeah, but water is the cleanest. No, 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 I'm saying I. But but it's still it makes no sense. It and nuclear sense. is clean too, but it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Are they are the mailmen? Yeah, I don't. The mailman's a federal thing. I don't think they can control mailmen. Nobody calls them. They call them. Uh, they call them post. They call uh, what do we call them? Postmen. Delivery post. Post persons. Post people. Postal delivery people. I remember when the postal, we used to think about the postal service as people who went postal when they went crazy. Yeah. Now they're not going crazy anymore because no. they got a great gig. They, you know, they're getting reduced. Oh, letter carriers. Letter yes. carriers. Now That's letter it. Letter carriers, yes. Letter carriers. It's... Is this unbelievable what's happening up there? I get not being offensive, but there's a difference between not being offensive and being an absolute nutcase. These people are absolutely out of their freaking minds. And people wonder why California gets ripped all the time. You know, it's easy to rip Florida. They do it to themselves. Shall we go back to Florida? We, no, we, I want to finish ripping Berkeley. Oh, oh, you want to finish ripping first. And I have a lot of friends there. You know that, Robin. Yeah, I mean, my, my I know mom a lot of Cal graduates. But this is unbelievable stupidity. And here's the best part. So they don't want to put the census on the 20. They don't want to put the, the question of whether you're a citizen on the on the on the upcoming right, census right, right, right. in 2020. But guess what they're doing? They now have to change all the stationery, everything that's printed in the city of Berkeley to change all the nomenclature mm-hmm. so as to not offend anybody. So they're spending tax dollars to make sure that the names of manholes and everything else. Do you have the full story, Robin? Because I didn't print it. The manhole thing? Yeah, there's other oh. things that they've changed. This is an embarrassment. This is an absolute national embarrassment. And Berkeley should be ripped by anyone with common sense who has the public attention in this country. This isn't political. This is insanity. This is insanity at its highest form. How the hell does a manhole... What about manhorse? Should they be eliminated too? Can we call them manholes? Can we call them shitholes, poop holes? So all the gender-specific references for job titles like policeman, craftsman will also be changed. You can't call craftsmen. So is craftsmen going to have to change the name of their tools? Yep. They're going to be <laughs> police officer and craftspeople or artisans. The words sorority and fraternity um, would change to collegiate Greek system residents. What? Wait a minute. Wait. So... Instead of calling it what it is, and you know... What it is is what it is. So they can't call them fraternities or sororities? No, if you belong to a Greek, either sorority or fraternity, you will now just be belong to a Greek collegiate system residence. Greek collegiate system residence. Yes. 
is much easier to explain than fraternity or sorority. And the use of gendered pronouns like he and she would be replaced with specific titles like the attorney or the candidate. <sighs> I don't know what to say, Robin. I don't, uh, I, don't know. I don't get angry much, and you won't like me when I'm angry? No. No, we don't. No, I just... It, it is just absolutely... And if people think that this is cool, people think this is going to make the world a better place, that people somehow are going to feel better about life because we don't call a manhole a manhole anymore, or we don't call a fraternity or sorority a Greek... In, what is it again? It's, this is the dumbest one of all. Yeah, the, the Greek... Gre- what is it called now? Inst- uh, I pulled it off. No, already. get it out. I want to write it down. Oh, God damn it, Robin. Write it down. This is absolutely. We can't identify genders anymore. What's it called again? Hold on. Now I have to pull it back up again. Because... Pull it up, Robin, and leave it up. Soon Jesus. As, I, as soon as I pull it up and I'm done with it, I just get rid of it, Tony. I wasn't done yet, Robin. Um, I hate when you finish first. <laughs> actually, I know I die. I actually like. <laughs> oh, this is not the same. As my one. good friend, State Senator John Burton from out there in, in in Northern California, would say to all these people in Berkeley, if he was really being honest with us. Hey, shut the fuck up and go outside, all right? Exactly, John. Exactly right, Senator. That is ridiculous. Anyway, enough about that. Yes. We'll find that. It's the So you can't take me to the Greek anymore? Or I guess that's okay. We can that's still okay. go to the Greek. You can still go to the Greek as long as you don't say, um, I'm taking my girlfriend. Because you would then have to say, I'm taking my uh, significant other. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ball yard, the Dodgers are now up 5-3 to three on the fighting Phils. As Aaron Nola is out of the ball game and the Phillies go to their arson squad, better known as Long Relief, and the Dodgers score, it is now a 5-3 to three ball game on a sliding double. Who was that that hit that double? I can't see it. Is that, that's not Jock Peterson, is it? I can't tell. He's got, he's got eye black on. So the Phillies' arson bullpen is in there now. And it's now 5-3. to three. They're in the top of the six with a man on second after that double scoring the next run. And Aaron Nola, obviously, out of the ball game after five innings. And the biggest problem, that was Kike Hernandez. Number 14 for the Dodgers. Kike Hernandez. Meanwhile, let me get you up to date on some of the other scores, Robin. Because we got to do that Florida update after I had to rip Berkeley, California. In the top of the seventh now, the afternoon baseball action around the bigs. It is the Miami Marlins and the San Diego Padres are tied at 3-3 at the top of the seventh. Meanwhile, Boston, Red Sox up on the Toronto Blow Jays. It's 4-1 now in that ball game. It's uh, 4-0, actually. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Red Sox with a man on and two out. And then, of course, coming up into 3 o'clock at the top of the hour, we got the Tampa Bay Rays against the New York Yankees up at Yankees Stadium in the Bronx. Welcome, Tomer707 is now following us. Thank you. Um, 
Tony. I'm looking for a Padre fan. I had to do that, in, you know. To, to I want to show you something that was since we were talking about Hacksaw political Hammer. correctness. Uh, I know a lot of people have already seen this, but to me, this is the epitome of what our political correctness has led to. This isn't even political correct. I don't know why we call it political correctness. No, I mean, it's, it's called just, just insanity. It's stupidity. It is. It, but our social, our our social insanity. How's that? Our social correctness insanity this is what it's turned into this is a little spoof that our canadians uh north of the border border oh that that video that's fake it's funny it's not north of the border that's in australia i think oh was it down under yeah this is people are pointing this out to to rip liberals on on on, it's not it's a fake bit it's a comedy troupe it's a comedy troupe but it's funny you're gonna play that now but this has nothing to do with florida I know it doesn't, but it, we were talking about political correctness Thank and gone crazy. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay, everybody say cheese. Oh, um, actually, I'm a vegan. Could you please have us say something else? <laughs> okay, everybody say tofu. Tofu is actually not as good for you as vegans think. Any crossfitter will tell you that. It's bad for your testosterone levels. Okay, I'm sorry. How about we all just smile? Oh, if one more asshole asks me to smile. Not really an asshole. Taking a photo for you, so. What's there to smile about anyway? Okay, would you like me to just count backwards from three? Oh, would you like dyslexic people to just not exist? My cousin has dyslexia, so offended. Adopted. Don't even know who my cousins are, so more offended. How about this? We all put a word we're comfortable with in our heads and I'll get the shot. No, it doesn't sound very inclusive, though, does it? I suppose you'd like us all to stand a few metres apart, would you, Stalin? Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't see what religion has to do with this. Well, I'm an atheist, so majorly triggered. Is that a comment on the gun debate? Still trying to control people. But it's not just the people. Has anyone thought about the animals? Look, this is what we're going to do. Everybody throw up a peace sign and I'll take a photo. Wow. Cultural appropriation is alive and well. Why don't you just ask us to say Kung Fu? Guess what? New plan. Group selfie. Ready, set, go. Boom. And looks awesome. You're going to love it. Wait. Nice to meet you. You took it with the front camera, you stupid cyclist dick. Bring that up, Brian. Oh. We got to give a roar. I mean, I, that's a coma- That's a that Australian. I don't. Fantastic. I don't know where you got that. Was Canadian, Robin? Canadians aren't that funny. We got to play this now for all of our friends down under, eh? You know what this song is, Robin? Remember? Turns to his mates, yeah. and he says, "Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed." I've never heard of this. Are you kidding me, Robin? I've never heard this. Are you serious? Everybody now, tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. You don't remember this song? It was a hit song, Robin. Tie me kangaroo down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep me cockatoo cool. Don't go acting the fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool. Every minute now, tie me kangaroo down. Sport. Tie me kangaroo down. That's a didgeridoo in the background, isn't that, Robin? What is that instrument there? That little koala backjack. That's not a. That's no, not that's a not a didgeridoo. Didgeridoo is that long horn thing, right? I think it right? might be a mouth harp. They're not Irish, sir. Wow, even Mickey is giving me a. Bum, oh, I gotta bum, give it to you, Robin. For not knowing this song, one of the greatest songs about Australian kangaroos of all time. 
just mind me platypus duck all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. I don't want to say Ben Simmons is under a lot of pressure this year with the 76ers, but if he doesn't get that jump shot down, they're going to send him back to where he came from. See, they mentioned the didgeridoo. Play your didgeridoo. Uh, like, keep playing till I shoot through. Blue. Play your didgeridoo. All together now. All together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tan me hide when I'm dead, Fred. Tan me hide when I'm dead. So we tanned his hide when he died, Clyde. And that's it hanging Everybody on the all together now. Tiny kangaroo down sport. I can't Tiny believe you've never heard this down. song, Robin. Never heard this song. Tiny that's what happens when you live in the jungles of Guam and in the down. Philippines and in, in Holland, where all they do is smoke dope and go to prostitution. That's all they do. That's that's the only thing, Tony. And then maybe every once in a while they go into the Anne Frank house and go look at some uh, some stupid uh, t- tulips. T. Conrad, this is what I sing when I'm on the can. <laughs> Time you can. <laughs> Does it help? Does it help you? <laughs> and make wooden shoes, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, I make my own. Robin does have her own authentic wooden shoes. I do. I do have wooden my own. Shoes. I don't even know where they are. Those are in storage too. I'm sure. Ridiculous. Um, so, finally, we've meandered. We've gone all over the place. We went down under. Let's go back up now to Florida. Yes. Is that Shall north we? of Australia? Where they, yeah, it's way down under. Yeah. Florida's down under to us too. Let's go to Florida where things make more sense because people do the kinds of stupid shit that at least we can uh, appreciate and understand. As mere mortals on this great planet, we called Mother Earth, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Robin now with your Florida update. Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. Let's go to about an hour west of Gainesville, Florida. An hour west? Yes. That's in the Panhandle, right? Correct. It is in Gilchrist County. Not Cookie Gilchrist, of course. Former great. And now we've talked a long time about the fact that we want to move to Florida. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to move to Florida. And we do know that people get sex changes. But there's one person that I'm wondering now if maybe... She got a sex change. Lorena Bobbitt, did she get a sex change and move to Florida, Tony Bruno? I don't, how would I know? Because... All I know is she cut a guy's penis off and became a big celebrity. Well... Her husband, I think it was initially, right? The following person, Alex Cesar Bonilla, 49... Not Bobby Bonilla. ...of Bell, fled the scene with a certain appendage that he had cut off of... His wife's lover. So wait, so this is a guy so, who cuts the penis off his wife's lover. And a mobile home was in it. So this was in a mobile oh, so home. Yeah, I mean, uh, good. This is just kind of like. Goes I mean, doesn't saying. that really happen? In, other than so other than other than tornadoes picture. going through it, isn't cutting penises off pretty much exclusively done in mobile home parks? Well, not regarding Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt, that was kind of a upscale house, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I digress. I don't remember that member, but I, don't, I want to know about this member. I digress. 
So let me paint the picture. Alex Cesar Bonilla, mm -hmm. 49 years old, married. Right. He goes home and finds his wife in bed with another man. Right. In some states, it's legal to kill them. Yes. I don't know how that is. I mean, it's still on the books. I don't think it's actually legal, but it still says that. Um, he then proceeds to get into a... Uh, he holds the lover up at gunpoint and then cuts off his penis no! with a pair of scissors. Oh, no. We have yes. tape of what the guy said, actually, Robin. Do we? Yes. Wow. No, no, that's not what he said, actually. Well, here's here's the lovely Alex's photograph, because they did finally catch up with him, but he absconded with said appendage, So took he took off. the penis with him. He took it with him, and Tom Thomas Martinez Gomez called for help, and uh, he was 32, told the officers that Bonilla, who is his neighbor, um, had threatened to kill him if he resisted, uh, he took him to his bedroom, tied him up, and then mutilated him. Now, sadly, two children were inside the home when this attack happened. Uh, Wouldn't no he have been better off just killing the guy? Again, I'm not one who involved myself in those kinds of situations, but that's that's pretty that's insane. It is insane. Now, hold on a second. I have to. I I don't. There's no. Right now, he he had the penis with him. When they found the guy. Oh, so they find so that the police find the guy. Yes. And he still has the penis on his person. Correct. Where did he have it? In a plastic bag? Was it sanitarily disposed? Did he have it in his pocket? Well, I guess they didn't specifically state in this article what happened to the victim's penis after it was recovered. Whether because I think that there's a certain amount of time. Has, like if there's if it's a short amount of time, they can still try to. Did he put it on ice at least? It. What did he do with it? No, no, I don't think so. But anyway, uh, was this on live PD? <laughs> I know a lot of our a lot of our audience. I know Brenda Marie. She watch. She loves live PD. She watches it all the time. So uh, hopefully the guy <laughs> recovers. But um, the the moral of the story is never say. While I whip this out. <laughs> when you're banging another chick in her house with her husband there. Yeah, don't 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 do something with somebody else's wife. That's kind of the moral of the story. Or with someone else's penis. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh. Damn. <sighs> damn, damn. That had damn. to hurt. I'm a man. I'm 40. I mean, I remember we did a story a while back of some Asian guy. Do you remember this one? It was a while back. So there was an Asian dude that was going to the bathroom. He was sitting down on the toilet, mm -hmm. and a snake came up through the toilet and bit his penis. And he didn't bite it off, though. Well, almost. They, uh, he called the police when he was on the toilet. They came, and the fire department, and they finally... So his, his penis was... Severely damaged, uh, almost severed, but not completely. By the way, this is our biology and physiology, physiology yes. uh, segment of the show today. And they were able to reattach it. And I don't know. I mean, this was a couple months ago, so I don't know how much use he has of it. But there you go. 
Jiggy is, Robin. There, there. You can reattach a penis. Is what I'm. My, my. That was my long version of trying to get to that point. Isn't it there is. A song called Detachable. There penis? is a. There is a song called Detachable Penis. Yes, there is. We played it during that. Actually, during that uh, last time. Well, why didn't we play it this time? Conrad right? Vegas is saying, Robin, please stop. Please stop. Let me play just a little taste, so this to speak. This is news, people. Just a tip for just a second of Detachable Penis by King Missile. Remember this? This was uh, hot hits back in the day. Oh, uh, I remember my kids singing this. <laughs> my son especially thought this was hysterical. I think he was like nine. King Missile, huh? Interesting name. I woke up this morning with a bad hangover, and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. This comes in handy a lot of the time. I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble. Or I can rent it out when I don't need it. But now and then I go to a party. What does that say that I know this song, but I didn't know that Australia song? <laughs> it says that you really uh, lived a really sick, uh, sick upbringing, and so did your kids. And I couldn't find it. So I called up the place where the party was. They hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet, because for some reason I leave it there sometimes, but... Well, anyway, it keeps going on. It's, it's, they don't write songs like that anymore, no, 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 unfortunately. No. So your kids listen to that song? Oh, my son. Where the hell did they find that song? I have no idea, but they thought this was hysterical. Wow. That's good detachable penis knowledge right there. there you now go. we call them uh, whizinators, which you use when you have somebody that else's so, urine nah, in it. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with a detachable penis. No, it's, penis a, it's, a, it's a fake penis, and they carry it around. And then there's somebody else's urine in it. When you have to pass a urine test, like Ontario Smith and other athletes did, they would carry fake penises, and it would be full of someone else's urine. So that when they would go into the bathroom, they would pretend that they were saying, you know, they'd go in and say, uh, "Excuse me, while I whip this out." <laughs> I've actually never seen what a whizinator looks like. It looks like a pee. It looks like a dildo, but it's got the urine in it. It's somebody else's, so they can pass a urine test. Okay. Jesus, Robin. I'm I, I'm pulling it up. I hope we don't get in trouble for watching because this is not really something. So this is this is a whizinator. Like. Yeah, this is a whizinator. So oh, I get it now. I get it now. Yes, it's so, so you, you it's strap a, it around your waist. It's a strap on, except you don't use it for the other. Uh, and, basically, and, yeah. And I'm just gonna flash it up here for a second because I I I don't think that we would get in trouble for this, but I want to make sure that we're not. So. That was a quick glance of what it would look like. <laughs> but so you strap it around your waist. You would leave your own penis inside your pants. No, no, you would remove your real no, no, penis no, 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 and no. then attach this one. No, what I'm this saying is This isn't a snap-on tool segment, you Robin. You leave your penis tucked in. Exactly. And then you, when you go and make it look like you're going to the bathroom, you whip this. You whip that baby out. Got and that didn't You didn't know about this whole thing, no, Robin? No, for whatever reason, I thought that it was something that you like put right next to yours. The Phillies have their own version. They're called Withinators. They just go out there and strike out every damn time. Thank you. Now, there was another group, apparently, called Ween. Flies on... See, but this that's a different kind of song. We're talking about detachable penises. We're not just talking about regular penises. We don't really like to talk about penises on the show. This is... This is real news. This was in the news. We're not making this stuff up. I don't this look isn't for fake it. News. It finds me. That's how that works. And we do have a... Should we stay down in Florida really quick and do the other Florida story? Or do you want to f- come back? We'll come back. Right. Mom back. 
Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Meanwhile, I got to do a What's Racist update still ahead today. Because every day, we have to have a new segment called What's Racist Today. I may have to have like an opening cut. Do we need to have like a logo, like a like a screenshot of something? Yeah. What's Racist Today? What's I'll work on Racist that. Today? Because there's that meme of the little kid, the little black kid who says, That's racist! Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love That's that. Great. We're going to have to use that. That kid's good. Don, uh, uh, David Conrad, I turned the volume down in this segment. My wife doesn't need any new ideas. <laughs> Just keep all the scissors locked in a drawer. Actually, uh, Dean's right. Down, uh, it might be easier to say, what's not racist today? True, true. That's so, a shorter list. Now, do you have an actual story to go along with this new segment? No, I, I, well, I, I, there's plenty of stories. They write themselves, Robin. No, I have, I have a story. Should I do what's racist now, Robin? Well, since you're talking about it, and we're, I thought we were going to do the first segment. Is it racist? But you know who says is? You know who does the bit? Is it racist? Yeah, that's uh, Tosh Point Up. Yeah, Daniel Tosh, and then it's obviously racist all the time. Yes. And he plays a video, and he asks the question, "Is this racist?" When it's obviously racist. Yeah. That he can still get away with that because it's funny as hell, and people who get humor and understand humor don't have a problem with it. Okay. Because let's be honest, in this day and age. Even comics are getting slammed for doing stuff that's considered offensive. The New York Times wrote a story about Dave Chappelle's new Broadway show uh-huh. where people go in to watch him and he still does politically incorrect stuff. Right. He still does jokes about things that you're not supposed to talk about. And then the New York Times sends their arts and theater critic to go to the theater and then denounce him for still using that kind of joke material. By the way, New York Times arts critic, people pay to go see that. He's not doing it on a street corner. He's not coming into your house and forcing his way into the New York Times building in New York City and telling jokes to your PC wimpy ass I love staff. Dave Chappelle. He's yeah, like the, you know why? Because Dave Chappelle's like the, like the honey badger. Exactly. He's like he the honey badger. He don't give a shit. He don't give a shit. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. If he thinks it's funny, then that's what he's going to do. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Exactly. So anyway. Yeah, you're right. No, uh, Barco24, Richard Pryor would never make no, it No, even George Carlin. I mean, all these guys yeah. were geniuses. People would be offended by that stuff. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Well, there was a, there was a, uh, I saw an interview, and now I'm trying to remember who it was by, but they gave their college class an assignment to go watch Richard Pryor and were curious to see what somebody would think what they would think and all these students came back and they were like they were so offended and of course and it is just it's nuts it's nuts that that's what how people think Ed Rendell who's certainly no right wing guy wrote the book we've become a nation of wusses Remember, because he used to say that all the time on the local programming, big sports fan for people listening around the country, Ed Rendell, not only was the mayor of Philadelphia, I remember when he was a district attorney of Philadelphia, became the mayor and then became the governor, and then was the head of the Democratic National Committee for years. So he's certainly not a right-wing wacko, part of the uh, PC crowd. He is part of the PC crowd, but he wrote a book called We've Become a Nation of Wusses. And that's exactly what's going on right now. I actually did go when I was in L.A. with a woman to a stage show by a bunch of Australian guys, speaking of yeah. Down Under. They did it live. It was called Puppetry of the Penis. Yeah, I remember And when these guys out. on the stage 
and they would have a close-up, and they would have boxes over it, so you would just see what they were doing with their junk on stage. And they would do, like, turn it into different p- things. Now, and uh, as a ma- Because I know that this was hugely popular. I think it was half of I it went was and just saw shot. Puppetry of the Penis. Yeah, no, was, as a man watching that, did it make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, did but the best part is... The, the, the theater was filled with women. Yeah, mostly women. I know. Women go see this. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm not uncomfortable. I mean, but it's funny to oh. watch the reaction of women because laughing their not, asses off. You're not easily offended and you're self-assured exactly. and you have a sense of humor. Hey, imagine that. And I can uh, contort the penis to uh, you know, uh, many different shapes and sizes if you like. I don't usually charge for it. Can you uh, can you make the hamburger? The hamburger. <laughs> the, the, the cheeseburger. I can remember. I remember seeing it when when it came out. Did you ever go see it live? I did not see it live. In the flesh, so to speak. In the flesh. I remember having friends say that they went to go see it, and then my son was curious, and I pulled. I think. I think I was able to pull it up on YouTube even back then. Pull it up, or pull it out, or stretch it, or slap it up, flip it, or rub it down. I don't exactly recall. But I do recall seeing some of it where there was one, there was like another one that was called the Eiffel Tower. Oh, yeah, no, they did everything. It um, was, it was, it's, it's so ridiculously over the top that it is hilarious. You know, these guys are Australian guys, too. Yeah, Burton Gus says, and TV offered free penis origami after the show. I did. I was, uh, I was, uh, I had my, I had my own stamp now. People say, can I get an autograph? When I go up to those Australian guys afterwards, yeah. they say, can I get an autograph? And then they just get an ink blot and go, boom. And then women take it home and said, I saw that live. I was there that night. Where were you? <laughs> when a bunch of slimy Australian guys were See, uh, doing now, puppetry of the penis. Where, this is where my mind goes, okay? Mm-hmm. So if a woman wears, or actually now men too, it doesn't matter. If, if somebody wears earrings for too long that are heavy. Right. It, their earlobe starts to stretch out, right? Right, it's saggy. It's like it a lot of sag. things sag. So, and it doesn't really take that long for that to happen, and that's a much smaller thing. Now, if if these guys who went on tour, I don't know how long the tour lasted, but it was more than a year. But there were, but it was a troop of guys. It wasn't just the same guys. No, I think it was it's just sort of like two yes, guys. they had no, no. There was a couple guys. Oh, did they? Yeah, they had nothing. You know, it's like it's like bands that travel, and like yes has, for example, the. Um, the the big group uh, the one that Trans-Siberian does a, the Trans Siberian Orchestra has multiple bands so there's one that's why you say how right, can they be in the well, West Coast an, and on the East Coast at the same time I know that they have an East Coast and a West Coast right version, and then like our, our buddy Pat and Indy Briny Baird said that Yes has two separate groups that travel and so some groups do this but the puppetry of the penis guys they have guys it's not just two guys and the only guys who do it all right let me let me so i pulled, we have a puppetry of the penis I have update a puppetry of the penis updates i looked it up on, on wikipedia so take it as you will but um, the show was initially conceived um, by australian simon morley showcasing 12 of his favorite penis installations known as dick tricks yes mm-hmm. um on New Year's Eve in 1997, he had a garage full of calendars to sell, and with requests for live demonstrations mounting, he finally decided to create an act with fellow Aussie David Friendly Friend. Right, and those were the two original guys, but then they had added more guys. Oh, they added more. Tony here. They found a bunch of other dicks who were willing to do this we're stuff. Jeez. You're going to question my knowledge? of the finest things that I know about? 
I've lived, Robin. I've lived the life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. And more, what's more than this? Well, you know who else has traveled each and every highway, and he's traveling it for us now, and is going to give us the boxing update. Boy, Robin, I like the way you bring... It sounds like we're doing like a, a, a crochet segment here. We're talking boxing action, yo. Let's go down now. Let's put the penises away for a moment. Let's fold them back up and put them in their place and talk real men. Men who hit each other, not below the belt, because that would be a violation and a disqualification. But we got boxing this weekend, and one of Robin's favorite Filipino senators, Senator Mackie Mar... Uh, Mackie, <laughs> Manny Pacquiao, fighting again in Vegas. Robin and I have seen many Pacquiao fights. We had to see at least five or six, right? But a man who's down there, a man who's covering, not just exclusively. Well, he's not really covering exclusively for us. Now, is it Marcus or Marquise? Because we've never met, man. It's Marquise, Tony. How you doing? Marquise John's at Weak Sauce Radio, but he's also not just Weak Sauce Radio. You are now Fight Radio or Weekend Fight. Right? What are you calling yourself right now? Oh, Big Fight Weekend. Big Fight Weekend. And you are in Tampa. And you've been down in Clearwater because you've been following, not Manny Pacquiao. You didn't go to the Philippines and do some stories from there, did you? No, no, I want to get back in the country. But I've been following Keith Thurman over in Clearwater in St. Pete, uh, training at the historic, which is historic St. Pete Boxing Club, uh, where he was training for the last uh, six, eight weeks. Now, Thurman's a great story. I mean, he's 22-0. The guy knocks people out. Is he 22-0 or 24-0? He hasn't lost a fight. He's a knockout specialist, obviously, He's a good fighter, and now he's taking on Manny Pacquiao, and Pacquiao's been around, the, and now people are one because Robin and I were there for the Bradley fight. We've seen some crazy decisions, uh. and so we've seen Pacquiao fight pretty much everybody. And so now Pacquiao's coming back, but he's fought three times in the last year. He's 40 years old, and he keeps fighting, and people are like, why? And so from, uh, before I get to the whole uh, Keith Thurman part of the story, What's the reaction down in Clearwater? Obviously, he's got a lot of friends down there. He's from that area. Are, are people excited about this fight? Are they looking forward to it? Or is anybody going to buy this, do you think? I don't know if anyone's going to buy it, per se, Tony, but people are nuts about this fight. They're actually, uh, for this fight with uh, Furman Pacquiao, Tony, they're actually having it airing in movie theaters. I haven't heard that for a boxing pay-per-view in a long time, probably since, personally, as a, as a kid, Tyson Mania, per se. And with this fight with uh, Keith Furman, the, the circus down here for the media for uh, has been ridiculous. I, I followed Furman for this fight and then uh, a little bit for uh, Jacito Lopez when he, was, when, he came, when he came up to take off his injury after a two-year layoff. And the, the coverage on it is night and day. The news crews won a lot round when he was fighting, fighting early back in January against Jacito Lopez. Uh, what, this recent fight, uh, every channel was down here, 8, 13, 28, every random slapstick media member as well. It was I love the slapstick, uh, by the way. Good. You get bonus points, Marcus, for that. Slapdick Media, there's plenty of those around, not just in Clearwater, but pretty much in every city in America and around the world. Good job right there. Oh, oh Tony, it was ridiculous. And, and but keep in mind, I, you, you've been in the area. St. Pete Boxing Club is, is, is not the biggest boxing but This is like a youth fit or any time fit that we're all crammed into to interview these guys. It's a, it's a converted biker bar that probably seats on a good day, uh, what a fire hazard, about 30 people. And they had about 25 to 30 media members down there. It was insane to me. But it was fun. And with Furman, uh, Furman is Furman may be the, is the biggest selling draw of this fight because you, you see many Pacquiao fights. Pacquiao doesn't exactly sit and talk trash like most boxers do, you know, leading up to the fight. He right. just, you know, 
go about my business. I'm here to win. I'm going to win. The end. Thurman is all but say he's going to retire him. He's going to make him go back to play basketball. He's going to knock him out in the first round. Did he say he was going to send him back to his? Did he say he was going to send him back to his own country? Because that would be that would be an even bigger. You don't talk about billboard material and locker room material. Has 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 Keith Thurman said he's going to send Manny Pacquiao back to where he came from? Yes, he has. At this point, Tony, at this point, Keith Thurman has gave Manny Pacquiao not only a bulletin board, a wallpaper, a poster board, a <laughs> the last season of Game of Thrones. He has literally given him anything he needed as motivation for this fight, and it's it's it's, it's incredible to hear it. And actually, it's one of the better fights that actually people around here locally who I know don't even watch boxing or can give a rat's ass about it more more so, or even talking about it, asking me, actually asking me, of course, and then everybody else about it because this fight that much of a big deal. Now, we know this guy can knock people out because that's what he does. And the other thing we know also, Marquise, is that Manny Pacquiao can't knock anybody out anymore. I mean, it's been a while. So Manny used to be a knockout guy. Now he's a survive-and-use-his-skills guy. So do you expect there to – I mean, if there's going to be a knockout, Manny Pacquiao is not going to knock out Kurt uh, Keith Thompson. Thurman. Not at all, Tony. I'll give you a quote cool stat that I learned this week in regards to it. The last Manny Pacquiao fight, the last 15 he's had, he's only had one knockout. So at this at this day and age, it's not going to happen. If it's going to be a knockout or a stoppage in this fight, it's going to be on from Keith Wonton Thurman. Now, the interesting thing, as you know, being in Vegas as many times, and we've been there a lot, the Filipino nation will show up at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. There's no doubt about that. Will Keith Thurman have supporters in the crowd other than degenerate gamblers who are going to bet on him uh, to beat Manny Pacquiao. No, he, he brought his family and posse along as well. It was interesting because the family that he brought at the St. Pete Boxing during for his media day, he had about a solid uh, 20 to 530 family members just waiting, you know, just to, you know, to, to take interviews and answer questions about the man. And it was this, and all of them uh, followed him to Vegas this past week where he, he touched down in the, for the uh, fight at the MGM Grandis. He has a following. I don't know if it's not as big as the whole country. The Philippines following Manny Pacquiao. Yes. But he has a following nonetheless. Then, then, then again, Tony, as you know, you, you've been to Vegas more often than I have. When you're coming from another country to, to fight in Vegas, they, that other country is always there. It's been like that since when Manny Pacquiao fought Ricky Hatton. Yep. And it, it, it goes on and on from there. Like, if, you, if, you're, if you're a tourist, you're going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas. By the way, I remember the Ricky Hatton weekend when I was there for the Pacquiao-Hatton fight. You want to talk about guys just staying awake the entire weekend and trash the entire time all the Ricky Hatton guy they were they were walking through the, the they were walking through every casino we were at the win doing it and then even in the MGM obviously and they're singing oh Ricky Hatton and they were wasted 24/7 but they were the most vocal boisterous crazy group of people and they would follow Ricky Hatton around no matter where he got his ass whipped. The, the Ricky Hatton Nation showed up. So that was, that was one of my favorite fight weekends in Vegas was Pacquiao-Ricky Hatton. It was a great fight in regards to the atmosphere. I mean, the fight itself was like two rounds. He got dropped very easily. Yes. But it, 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 it's one of those things with mainly overseas and other countries when it comes to boxing. When, when, they're, when they're behind something like that, they turn it into a soccer atmosphere. And you know how Americans love soccer sort of kind of. And they, they just convert any other sport into that atmosphere. It's, it's always great to see. Yeah, we're talking with Marquise Johns. He's down there in the Clearwater, Tampa. Now, you're from that area, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in Brandon, as you know, Tony. It's, uh, it's Tampa adjacent. Yeah, I know where Brandon is. Isn't that where Barnacles and, yeah. was it Barnacles and Brandon? 
Yeah, actually, funny story you mentioned that. Barnacles is actually uh, folded up shop about six years ago. But I know. I'm, I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking distance from that place, and I, I still owe it bar tab. If I pay, they probably still be in business. I'm sorry about that. Didn't Tom Glavin and like some of the Atlanta Braves guys own that that chain? I want to say was you know, John Smoltz was a minority owner. In yeah, that John Smoltz. That's right. John Smoltz was part yeah. owner of Barnacles in Brandon. They had multiple locations, but they're gone, huh? Yeah, they're all they're all wiped out. But I think the last one they had was in. Uh, I want to say it was either Brunswick, Georgia, or Dallas, Georgia. Somewhere up, somewhere up, somewhere in Georgia. That was like the last one they had that, that closed down finally. I want to say in 2012, 2013. I'm no restaurateur or a man who understands. I mean, I do understand the restaurant business, and I'm a pretty good cook. Miss Robin is fine as well, but she doesn't have the acumen that I have when it comes to restaurateurs and, and visiting the finest restaurants on earth. But the bottom line is this. You never name a restaurant after things that grow on the bottom of things that are inedible. The only people that eat barnacles are the actual sea creatures that are on that, that that glom onto the bottom of boat hulls that haven't been painted with bottom paint. Barnacles are not edible to humans. So why would you call a restaurant barnacles? There's nothing there's nothing appealing about a barnacle. One thing I never understood about that also, and as you know, if, if you're on the bottom of the boat, you're not paying for the ride to get on it. So <laughs> <laughs> no sense to me as well. You ever try to scrape barnacles off a boat or barnacles off anything? Oh, screw that. No thanks. Well, that's why the whole keel-hauling thing was so excruciating was because you get drugged underneath the boat and scrape up against all the barnacles. You get shredded to death. Exactly. That's good barnacle keel-hauling knowledge right there, Robin. (laughs) Exactly right. So you're going to Vegas for the fight? Are you going to watch it down there in the the theater in the Tampa Bay area? I have actually, uh, keeping it from the comforts of my house, I, I, I ponied up the uh, seventy-four ninety-five to sit and be uh, naked at the house so I can sit and watch this fight uh, with, with friends and family for the most part. You, now, you'll be rooting for uh, for Keith Thurman, will you not? Oh, yeah, I'm biased. I'm, I'm clearly rooting for Keith Thurman. Well, mainly because at this point, Pacquiao Tony is 40 years old, and at some point you've got to let the, the, the younger guy step in for, to be, become the next... Uh, all box office draws in boxing, and that's kind of what's happening with Pacquiao. Essentially, despite per se is a passing of supposedly a passing of the torch. That is unless Pacquiao wins, and then he'll reign supreme again. And because Thurman's the younger, younger undefeated uh, champion, and in this day and age, Tony, Benny Pacquiao still with boxing and pay per views as, as a convoluted and, and horrific system as it is, he still draws money for obvious reasons. No doubt, and, no doubt. And, and, and to his and credit, the, to his credit, Marquis. He, he's not afraid to fight anybody. Now, obviously, the one fight that happened way too late was the Mayweather. I mean, we wanted Pacquiao Mayweather when both guys were in their prime, and then we waited forever, and it finally happened, you know, and it was, it, it was, it was like anticlimactic. That's the only problem yeah, I have with Pacquiao, and you also have to blame Mayweather. Both guys could have had that fight. It would have been the biggest fight in the history of the world, and they waited too damn late for that. That's the biggest problem yeah. I have with Pacquiao and Mayweather. Absolutely, and that Pacquiao Mayweather fight happened so late. That was the original face after this week, Tony. Because that fight literally took six years too late uh, to the point where I, I even forgot the hat when the fight took place. Where I was like, "Oh, they're, they're, they're still able to do this." Like I didn't know it was going to be sanctioned. Like it, it was just way too late on that. And I'm hoping with this fight with Pacquiao uh, Furman, in in terms of uh, this fight bringing casuals back to boxing with it, because boxing has, has been through a lull and, and it's usually. Usually when you see it on television, it's usually buried behind UFC or with ESPN. They put it on top rank. They put it on the uh, they put it on the ESPN app. And you gotta sit and filter through it, you know, after through like women's lacrosse or a college softball. You gotta sit and hunt hunt for it. Hopefully this fight, if it's if it lives up to 
to the expectations of the pay-per-view, which is another problem, too, because it's an old system and paying money for a boxing pay-per-view still is, you know, no thanks. But in terms of that, if it keeps, if it brings people in that have not watched it before and be like, oh, I like this, maybe they'll keep it around and they'll bring more folks in to watch boxing as a whole. Exactly. No, I agree with you. And I, and listen, Thurman, I read his story, and one of the things I, I love about it is that his mentor is Winky Wright. And Winky Wright, yeah. as you, if you remember, we had a guy on, out on the, when we were in California, Robin and I doing End of the Night, a caller named Carlos. He was a Cuban-American, a real thick Cuban accent, but his, the guy knew his boxing. And he would call in as a caller, and he's the guy who touted Winky Wright on the show when nobody knew who Winky Wright was. And people thought the callers, oh, you don't know anything about boxing. He's crazy. Winky Wright. And the way he said, Winky Wright. <laughs> Tony, I got to tell you, Winky Wright. And Winky Wright went out there and shocked the world. And that's why Thurman is using Winky Wright as his mentor, right? Absolutely. And, uh, Winky Wright was actually at the media day with Thurman two weeks ago when he was here, and he was mentioning how Thurman can pretty much pass the torch along locally as being like, the next big thing, because Winky Wright was explaining to everyone in the media here down here who didn't know they were asking stupid questions like, do you think he's going to win? I never, never <laughs> terrible Wait, are you ripping the Tampa Bay, the, the, the greatest media in the world, the Tampa Bay radio, TV, sports media? Oh, absolutely, because actually the, the, the sports media here wasn't down there, first of all. You bump, bump, you bump on that. Oh, let me give him one. That's a good job out of you, man. When you know when to drop a bump, bump, the bump on the local newspaper, radio, television media, and I know a lot of those guys down there, and I'm ashamed at the lack of boxing knowledge in the Tampa Bay area. Tony, I was there. I mean, the place is a band box. You couldn't miss anyone who wasn't there. But you're, 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 Tampa Bay is a sports leader. Nowhere to be found. That's an outrage, man. It's an absolute outrage. It's an outrage. Even Dean, who gets all these pay-per-views, is now saying, hey, he needs your address, Marquise, because he's not paying $76 for the, uh, for the pay-per-view. Is that what it is, 76 for this one? Yeah, it is definitely seventy four ninety five. I well after satellite fees and tax because you know it's for the cable company. Who God knows how much it's going to be at the end of the day. But the sticker prize on the car, without going over uh, with you, is seventy four ninety five. Yeah, and if Dean wants to go, he's going to have to at least pay half of that. He's not getting in for free, man. Oh no chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus, great job, man. I go back and forth on Twitter. People want to follow this young man. It's Marquise. Johns, J-O-H-N-S, but he's at Weak Sauce Radio on Twitter. I recommend everybody follow him. Does a great job. You can hear the enthusiasm. And also you can tell he's a fan of the show, which is always more important, as you know. Absolutely, Tom. In the spirit of uh, the gimmick infringement, uh, I saw he was there last week. Uh, props to a, a transparent Jack in the back for making an appearance on the program. Well, thank you very much, Marquise. It's great to talk to you, man. And we're going to make a prediction now, right? You, I, I'm gonna, I, I agree. If I was a gambling man, I'm going to take – I haven't seen the latest odds. I'd take Keith Thurman. I think Thurman, if he knocks Pacquiao out, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not. And Pacquiao's hard to knock down. You know, but he's 40 years old, and he, and he keeps fighting, and he's in great shape. He's not, he's not a guy, out for, to give him credit, he's not some flabby guy that goes out there and says, screw it, I'll just get another payday out of it. He trains hard, and he's really, really committed to doing this. He's not just a 40 guy. And he's not Willie Mays with the San Francisco Giants at the end of his career who wanted another payday because they weren't making a lot of money back then and was stumbling around in center field. This guy is still an amazing athlete and one of the greatest fighters of all time. 
absolutely. Manny Pacquiao actually, bro, when with Media Day, like, when they touched out in Vegas, he, he's, he's been taking, showing pictures of him, you know, shirtless all week. He looks like in great shape. He actually looks like, uh, Tony, uh, one of the uh, Stallone victim, uh, uh, villains in the old Rambo movies. He looks like he's in great shape for this fight. And, however, he's also a favorite in this fight as well. So if you're, if you're a gambling man, and I know you are, I'll, I'll, I'll put some, uh, some coin on Thurman actually being the underdog to win this fight. Would you call it a stone cold? Guaranteed lock. I will. I will take it to the bank, Tony. If the bank check bounces, I don't know where it's at, but I will take it to the bank nonetheless. I agree with you. I may have to put down a couple of hundred thousand dollars on this fight. First, I'd have to find a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And then I can retire, and then uh, Robin and Luigi can do the uh, the Bruno Nation live show starting next Monday on many of these same Twitch channels. That's awesome. <laughs> Marquis, great to talk to you, man. Good stuff. Thank you so much, man. Oh, thanks, man. We'll get this again, man. There he is. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. We love finding young, energetic talent out there. He's awesome. And we it's... and mostly women, but even guys every once in a while. Well, and it's taken us forever to find a replacement for As our Carlos new official because... boxing uh, aficionado. Yeah, I mean, for multiple reasons. One is... The idea of replacing Carlos is just yeah, sad I mean, he's painful. irreplaceable. He's irreplaceable because not but only was he a guy who knew boxing, his his energy. I mean, the guy was. We became friends. Yes, I would send him a bottle of one fifty one rum every year for his birthday. Remember? Yep. He loved Bacardi yeah, one fifty one, and he would always ask for it, and I would always. And then when we finally got to meet him. And we would go and hang out on the piano bar in San yep. Francisco. He serenaded us. Oh, he would oh, sing uh, Feliz Navidad at the piano bar. What a great man. And then when we lost him that one night when his mm-hmm. girlfriend called in, and you talk about the show and everybody being well, no, shocked. It wasn't, it wasn't on the show. We, we were in the hotel room. Um, in, uh, we were in Dallas for the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, but we, 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 we didn't know it until we went on. We were basically getting ready to go on the yeah, air on a we Super were just, Bowl show. We, it was a Super Bowl show. We were up in the hotel room getting ready to go downstairs just before the show. And it was such a shock. He, he um, you know, I mean, anytime somebody that you know dies unexpectedly, it's a shock. So, exactly. But, but, I mean, he wasn't in the hospital. He wasn't yeah, sick. No. He was one of those. Now, he wasn't a young and guy, we, but he wasn't ancient. And I want to say that we had just talked to him maybe the night before yes. or, the, or two nights before having him call in. And um, we were, other than his kids, we were the first person, people, that um, his longtime girlfriend contacted yes. because she didn't want us to find Sad out. Sad night. We, we mean, we've had so many people that listened and called in, regular callers from Tampa to California, you know, to Maine, Mr. Maine event. Great callers and people who have lost, we've lost <laughs> as friends, not just as listeners and followers, but as friends. Yeah. These people become part of the familia. That's why we call it the Bruno Familia. We have breaking news now from Dean, who follows the horse racing circuit, and then ripped me earlier when I gave the update on the two horses dying today at a Del Mar, and now he's giving me a racing update. Why didn't you call it in, Dean, since you're a racing expert? And give me a stock market uh, update, too. I need to know how my stocks are doing. I got alimony to pay. The worst thing about taking money out of your 401k... Uh-huh. So you say you want to take ten grand out. You got to pay a thousand dollars tax right up front, and that's money that's already been taxed. I know. 